Yo, what is up guys? How's it going? And I hope you're having a fantastic Friday and you're psyched for the weekend. I'm psyched because I'm here with three awesome content creators and we're going to talk everything Overwatch ladder, particularly fixing the competitive integrity. So on that front, let me waste no time and introduce my guests, starting with some of the newer ones. You're all sick of Sam Ito's face by now, but let's start to the left of me on my side. My man Stylosa, how you doing? Hello, I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing? I'm good. Sipping that tea. I like it. I like it. The British, the British are rising. Half of us now for once on the podcast, British. <laughs> uh, bottom left, we've got EVA. EVA, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing pretty good. Happy to be here. Yeah, first time on the podcast, so welcome. Glad to have you here. And yeah, our frequent guest now, my man Sam Ito. Sam, what up? How's it going, man? Going very good. I'm excited for this. It's all sparked from one of your tweets, which we will get to in a minute. But before we get right into the thick of it, you know, back and forth hot takes, I want to just get a little bit of an establishing moment, which is I want to get your guys' opinion roughly on how you rate the competitive integrity of ladder and how you rate your enjoyment of it on a scale of 1 to 10. So 1 being absolute dog shit, could not be worse. 10 being it's absolutely perfect. How do you feel about the competitive integrity of ladder and how do you feel about your enjoyment of it? And we'll go with Stylosa first. Okay, so I, I think, I don't think there's any competitive integrity on a ladder if you're coming at it from the viewpoint of playing together in a structured team, actually looking to win. Like, I know Sumito's got experience with um, pro-level play, but the, the stark difference between ladder and pro-level play, even tier three play is absolutely massive. You can actually argue that even if you've got top 500 level players, they don't necessarily translate very well into organized team play because of what ladder does to them. And I think that's just honestly indicative of how bad ladder is actually conditioning players to play together in a team, because all it really does is uh, incentivizes you doing whatever to win uh, in any given game, rather than actually working together with your team to beat the opposition. I know that kind of doesn't make sense, but I, I hope it sort of does no, in some ways. Does. You know what I mean? It's like the, the game, like the, I mean, competitive integrity is a massive topic in itself for Overwatch. But uh, I think at the end of the day, if, if you look at the way, if I look at the way I played Overwatch, um, you know, you pick a hero, you want to play that hero because you identify with that hero on, on the level. Maybe you just like the look of the hero. Um, I think for me, um, I remember Zarya was the first hero I put a ton of time into just because I, I literally like the look of Zarya. It's like, you know, what, I'm going to put time into Zarya. Um, and then, of course, there would have been times where I would play her over... You know, maybe other heroes that would have made sense at the time in whatever the see. Well, in fact, in season one and season two, I was forced to play bloody Reinhardt all the time because that's <laughs> all I ever played. So people would just look at my profile and go, eh, oh, yeah. "You got to play Reinhardt." Cool. I'm like, please no, I want to play Zarya. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that I just think like the game isn't really set up to um, foster actual competitive integrity. And when you start looking through the tiers of Overwatch and you look at ladder, you look at going into tier three, tier two. And then going into Overwatch League, you've got to remember as well, I've had quite a fair bit of experience with Hurricane and also into Spitfire. So I've, I've been able to see the way these systems work. And it's like, it's terrible. You think like on the outside, hey, I'm just going to look at the ladder and go, okay, we need a main tank. Let's find a main tank. But the difference in skill is just all over the place. Even like, you know, within the top 10 tanks, it's just difficult. That's crazy. I, I, I do want to, sorry, sorry, just quickly before I go, Evie, I just want to pin you down a number, style so we can just have a little comparison point. One to ten. On competitive integrity? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like one if you compare it to something like Counter-Strike or any other competitive FPS game. Compare it to Valorant or something, I don't know. It's not much there. It's 
Overwatch's issue is it's it, it's like always fighting between being this like really fun, enjoyable game where wacky things happen, and then hey, we want to be competitive, and it's like it, it's hard to mash them together on the same ladder. Anyway, I got you. That definitely makes so sense. Sorry, let's, EVA. Let's say, let's say three. Let's say three. Three. Okay, being a little bit kinder, three. But EVA, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I interrupted you. Carry on. Now your turn. So, you tell me. So I mean, I would say a, like four, four and a half ish in that range. But I wanted to to say, Stai, expand on specifically what is competitive integrity to you. So uh, okay, so I, I uh, so I used to play competitive sports. I used to play uh, SVB. I'll know this. I used to play for a team called uh, Port Vale. And I played for hey. West Bromwich Albion years and years ago. So this was like um, fairly professional level football. I only played at a, a YTS youth level, so up to like 17, 18. Um, but it was, you're there to win. You are in a team, you play as a team and you win. It doesn't matter if you're an exceptional player, you still play within a team to win. So for me, Overwatch was always, okay, it's a team-based game. This is what drew me to the game in the first place. And okay, we can work together. You might have players like, uh, I always used to play, um, this will probably come as no shock to people, but I used to play in central midfield and I was the captain of most of the teams I played in because I just shout at everyone. I'd be like, you, you know, just go over there, do this, do that. So in Overwatch, it was like, hey, I can play a tank and I can be like, set up plays. I can, you know, look out for stuff. And, and that is what attracted me to the game in the first place. Um, so like when I'm talking about competitive integrity, I'm talking about a framework of plugging players into to let them play together as a team that incentivizes them playing together as a team to beat the other team, which then gives them appropriate rewards for doing so. Not just going, I'm just going to play hog all the time because I'm just going <laughs> to run around flanking and look at this, I'm 4,300, so ha ha, who cares? That, ain't, so, that is not good to me. So dismantle that though. Is it that people are not playing to win or more specifically is that people are playing for the wrong reasons yeah no it's it's yeah so it's the game the game incentivizes the wrong style of play the tank example i gave is very loose there so the road like reinhardt and roadhog okay so you can just go around flank and do whatever you like on hog right it's annoying to play in a team everyone hates that when that starts happening but it's very effective reinhardt playing with his team and his team might be letting him down even though you could say he's doing the right things at that any given moment in time He's not actually getting anywhere. So that player thinks, screw this, I'm going to be more selfish, I think is the key word, and just play the hog. I mean, that's a, a loose example, but Overwatch never, ever really rewards the team component of the game, which I've always found dead weird. And it's a 100% it's a, a design decision on the game's part. 100%. It's not the player's fault. It's, it's it doesn't game, reward the things it's advertising. That, will, will 5v5 alleviate that or make it a little bit. to you? I think so, yeah, Evie. I think a little bit because you've got one less player. <laughs> so you've got one less thing to worry about. I, I think to me, part of the communication and team play aspect, one thing that isn't getting talked about as much is the already confirmed um, ping system that we'll be having as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which will alleviate the no mic, don't, don't pay attention to team mentality, focus on yourself. Whereas I feel like pings will make things a lot more fluid in communication in a team where... If, if it was 6v6, I think it would be too chaotic, which is one of the reasons why they didn't implement it in the first place. But I think with 5v5, pings will be helpful enough and potent enough information to help alleviate that team play aspect and encouraging, you know, capitalizing off of that little bit of communication that you do get. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, sorry, you said around four and four and a half. So that's your, your general feelings on it's, competitive yeah, integrity? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a little bit less critical in the regards to like it, like um in the pre of talking about the you know quick play versus ladder versus like something like face it right. 
you know, those are like completely three different like experiences in comparison to just non-competitive versus competitive. I think that there's a lot more nuance in those regards for sure. So yes, four and a half ish. Mm -hmm. And how, just for, it's good to have all these references. How would you define competitive integrity? For me? Also, do you mm -hmm. want me to keep turning myself up here? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. I'm, I've got your 200 on my end, but okay. a little bit up so, would be great. Uh, da, 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 Perfect, that's great. That's, okay. So, yeah, so competitive integrity, I think that it, it's it really what it comes down to it. Uh, the bottom line, and I know this is a phrase that a lot, a lot of you will have uh, opinions on, but as long as people are playing to win, right? As long as people are playing to win in their mind, regardless of what that comes down to, as long as everybody is playing to win, then you have a much better environment than what we have now, frankly. Not many people are playing to win, and I think a huge amount of that is the incentives, say, the gold weapons, the exclude like part of my mind for example is we shouldn't have literally any incentive to play comp other than the number that's it there should be zero incentive but right now as we have it we already have more incentives to play than just the improving and getting better as an individual player that Which is I a really yeah sorry go ahead finish your thought yeah so it's like i you know the amount of people that you know we're we're streamers right so the amount of times that you've probably had in your chat of like oh, what gold gun should I get? Or, oh, you know, I just got this. That's the focus for so many players. It's not about the self-improvement. It's not about the playing well or making a play based on game knowledge or skill. It's about, hey, I got my gold gun. You know, that's a huge aspect for a huge amount of players. Yeah, and that is a fantastic point that I'm definitely going to bring to later, but I do want to hear from our final guest quickly before we dive deeper into any one topic. And I've been leaving our man in the corner there because I, I'm, I'm giving him the super hot fire. I'm about to end this man's whole career moment because <laughs> he's been sitting there real patiently. <laughs> so Sam, out of 10, competitive integrity, and please go ahead and define competitive integrity for like your period. Zero. It's, it's literally like, it's, it's, I give it a one, maybe. Um... Now, I will say that I would have rated it higher before I actually got the chance to play in a scrim environment. And I think Overwatch's biggest trump card for Overwatch 2 is going to be that they've never actually delivered the true Overwatch experience that I think we've been talking about, which is the team play, right? So I define competitive integrity as it doesn't, it's not about how good you are anything like that. It's about having a, a full roster of players trying their best to win. Now, what I'd like to elaborate on is the point of trying the, their best to win because that's kind of the difference. If, if you are not willing to work with your team, and this was what my one-trick tweet was about, and counterpick or, or talk in a solo queue environment, which I will open up a conversation that later if you don't mind, SVB. Absolutely. Because I would love a group queue. Love it. Love it. It solves every problem. It would be amazing. That's kind of where I was going with it the last week, but it's all good. Um, but no, competitive integrity is about ensuring that the game is being played properly. And the only one way to play the game properly in all of Overwatch, doesn't matter what SR you are, does not matter what hero you pick, is that you are working with your team and communicating and making the effort to collaborate Right. And a lot of the issues you see on that. Now, I will say nowadays, I think Elliot the nail on the head there where it's like, OK, well, people don't try to win anymore. Like it, they, they just don't like it's just, you know, people don't care. 
Um, and I think the reason why people don't play to win anymore was because back in the day when we were faced with the decision, okay, well, what do we do? We chose to not enforce competitive integrity. And over time, more and more players like myself and, and other people were just like, well, okay, well, Blizzard's not going to step up format-wise. I think Stai hit that on the head too, where it's like the game doesn't do this. It's the game's fault for not encouraging you or systematically creating that proper environment but what's weird though sam is is originally mm -hmm. the very first version of competitive was team it was six v six teams that was it you could mm -hmm. not queue on your own so they know they they damn well know but they mm -hmm. also know how long is that going to last we need solo queue you need the dynamic queues you have to get people doing that and that the is other true. issue is in a scrim environment which is which is fantastic you know i've played in limited scrim environments but i've had the opportunity to watch hurricane spitfire and all those teams do it behind closed doors and it's fantastic but they are like they know each other they play together week in week out they've built the rapport with each other on ladder unless you're literally at the highest end of the game and you bump into the same players over and over again how do you do this how can overwatch facilitate this so it's got these like deep ingrained problems where how do you actually build a team like you just i mean you literally hope you get players that'll play the roles that will build a team comp okay mm. we went through all of that shit they bring out roll queue so it makes it a little bit easier so they can't i think they do or they, at least they did deep down kind of know this is a problem but i think a lot of um a lot of the uh sort of think forfeits they've had to make it's just so there's actually people yeah, playing competitive that's, that's which true. is frustrating but how much of this is a format issue versus a player mentality issue so uh, so I, much, I, and how much does that feed into each other too as well um, I think this might sound silly, but I don't think from Blizzard's standpoint, because at the end of the day, like the community will always be the community as Blizzard. Like you are the one in the steering wheel and it's on you mm -hmm. to do what's in your power to make it happen. Um, Stai, I think that to elaborate on what you were saying, that's completely right. Like you, you can't like assuming that everyone can queue as a team for your product is not feasible. But I dare no. say now that quick play is so good. Quick play is out of this world to where solo queue environments to learn heroes and learn the game are applicable and you can do that there. But I'd like to cite kind of what's happened with Warzone. At least in my personal friend group, I give you all a little bit of story about my friends and what we've been doing. So my friends, we have a very wide range in player ability. Like our, my good buddy Harrison, I think is 800 SR. Right. And so when we play Warzone, we stack with, you know, I'm, I'm one of our players and I have like maybe like a three KD. Harrison has a 0.3 KD. My roommate Johnny has like a one and my, my buddy Blake has like a two. Right. But even with that SR disparity, the more we played together as a core and took what we're able to take away from the experiences of the game and learn together, they gradually grew as players as well and were able to learn. And it, granted, that was 4v4, not 5v5, right? Which I do think that actually is a big benefit to 5v5, as you guys did mention. Um, but we were actually able to take away something from every game, even when we're losing. And no system can be perfect 100%, but the complete neglect to to look at that from or, or act on that over the last four years of blizzard have created a domino effect of people caring less less and less and less and ultimately i might have not answered that question at all i apologize so tell me if i didn't i trying to do uh evie's first and then, and then move on so my, you guys know how my brain works i'm so sorry but um 
it's on Blizzard to try to create a competitive environment where the players can always take something from it. And you do that by trying to get people to stack as a team. Now, it doesn't even have to be six stacks, right? It could be a clan. Like I said, I would love a clan queue, right? But there needs to be something because that is the true essence of Overwatch. And I think your point about how even when looking on ladder, when you're talking about your time at Hurricane and Spitfire, the difference in like it's you're learning a completely different game. And like when I first learned that, I I fed so hard in scrims the first like three weeks. It was yeah. brutal, brutal. But every block, like I left, and, and this is after you know four to six hours of scrims to VOD review and Prime Goats. Like me, and you guys know how much I love Brig, one trick <laughs> in the hero, and I was about to lose my mind. But I, as time went on, I kept playing. Sam, you've got to remember, I've got a very special place in my heart for OG Brig. Being yeah, able to bash through yeah. shields because what happened to the United States at the World Cup? That was a beautiful time. <laughs> yeah. and, we, and we endlessly screamed. <laughs> it was great. It was. I mean, um... I, and you probably saw way more of that than I did. So you probably have some clips oh. on the in the in the Overwatch folder. So deep, you know, three years ago, the old hard drive that would make make everyone, you know, just kind of LOL. But no, it's like, and and that was the beauty of the game. And this was season fifteen. 14 15 for me like the, and, and i learned a whole new game and getting like our ranked atmosphere it doesn't need to be at that point but i can only imagine when guys you know we saw dr disrespect come in and stream with tim the other day and um i'm not sure who else they played with but imagine those guys regardless of their sr range starting over in a clan stack like a 5v5 in overwatch 2 Assuming they stick with 5v5. I'm not, we have no clue, right? Um, and they can just learn together and even heck add a coach role and and have a separate leaderboard or something. And again, splitting the player base could be a concern, sure. But I dare say that way more people would play that than what we have now. Like what we have now, it, we, we're in a, we have an identity crisis right now. What are we? Are we quick play plus or are we actually ranked? And as yeah. someone who's had the chance to really, truly experience both, to me, it's a no-brainer because we already have quick play. Why not allow the game to be played to its potential by your average consumer? Because I guarantee you, they'll fall in love with the game again, just, just as we all did. And I'm sure everybody in the chat right now did because it really is the best game I've ever played in terms of like actual competitiveness. The problem is we just did not firmly decide on a route to go to deliver that to our audience and they never truly got to experience it and once we do i think because look the proof's kind of in the pudding right now as to how this works i it just doesn't so I, that's why i gave it a one i'm, I'm not sure if i answered the questions i kind of no you, you absolutely no, I did think, i think it was great I, what i what i want to bring up is on the point of what eva brought up about player mentality versus the developer side of things because a lot of people when you bring this topic up will say well there's nothing stopping you from stacking okay in gm there's something stopping you from stacking yeah. but for the majority of players they'll say well there's nothing stopping you from stacking so what would you say to that point like you can stack people just choose you not can. to so is it, is it the people for it. the system punishes you for it this you get less sr i'll let sorry i'll let eva go oh my fault i'm sorry my fault no no i no, think no, no, we're probably on the same page you go first no it was your question that's it was your point it's trying to match you with another six stack Q times, because as soon as you're a group, you have to have six people have the patience to find another group of six people. And as soon as you have one or two cues in a row that were long, one of the six is going to be like, "All right, I can't handle this," and then you instantly don't have your six stack anymore. Poof! It, it, the system just 
like rolls over into itself of not having you know no incentives for the six stacking you see like, you see there's... this you see this as well evie with um um group finder as well who oh, uses group finder that that, that still exists <laughs> yeah, exactly but even when that came out you know group it would just never you'd never ever Fill a group. I mean, I remember sitting there thinking, I'll make a video on this group finder thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm joining groups. It's the groups are just falling apart instantly. I'm like, great. I'll join another one. There's just nothing happening. It's like, well, this, I can see that what they're trying to do, but it's just not the right way of doing it. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. similar to what you said, though, Evie. I think, I think there's one key point that all of us will have a ball jumping on to talk about collectively. It's one of the, so a few of you might have saw when Jeff said this, but there's, there's many aspects of the game where Jeff Kaplan himself had an idea and a vision for the game and had to compromise with the team that and that there like you know there's even the end like how he remember the time we we experimented with uh 132 132 mm -hmm. jeff wanted that compromise with the team well didn't work out well now we have uh 5v5 where the three instead of three dps we'll have two well another example of that was he wanted comp to only be six stacking he hmm. wanted it to be you would have like a five match placements with that group of players with maybe one extra leeway as far as that established group and then you would have your group skill rating and that's what he wanted for comp as a whole but obviously the team was like yeah no we need it we need flexibility we need like you know the player base will need flexibility in order for it to survive one could argue if we only had the six stacking at launch, would that have made quick play more lively and appealing simultaneously of making the 6v6 more comp competitive integrity by forcing the, uh, the notion of if you want competitive, you should be in a competitive mindset with five other people. Do you know what I think this, this is very similar to world of Warcraft. So the, the group finder system in wow, especially for raids, if you focus on raids, um, imagine raids is competitive in overwatch and it was six stack only, you have to have a six stack to go into it. So you, if this was a Warcraft equivalent, you'd need a full guild, a raiding guild. There's no raid finder or anything. You've got to build these groups and go ahead. The best players will do that. The problem is most of the population won't. What most of the population will do is click that join a raid button and sit there for five minutes and instantly get thrown into a raid. Then they get to see that content, that experience. I think it's kind of similar with Overwatch with the anyone can just you need the solo queue because you need to be able to fill matches fast. But also with a dynamic queue system, it does give that random quick play player the chance of going, I'm going to try and play competitive. I, I want to be a winner. And then yeah. they go into it and then, you know, they have the whole the notion, like, Overwatch yeah, the experience, you, you know? Make so it's, it's like, other friends, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas if, it, if you required the full group to begin with, it would just, it would be a massive barrier of entry to a lot of people. It wouldn't be to streamers, it wouldn't be to YouTubers or anybody like that, because yeah, great, we'd all sure. get together and make content. Because this is the issue that we've got. Uh, and honestly, I think this will be, uh, hopefully, a little bit easier to do with Overwatch 2, especially with the PvE stuff, because it gives a, a great little sort of platform for people to get together and enjoy the game in a different way, instead of everyone being broken off into their various you know, skill levels and not really being ever able to, to interact. It's always been one of the sad things for me about Overwatch. It's so difficult to make collaborative content with people outside of things like podcasts or discussion stuff, you know, things like that. Absolutely. Unless you're the same skill level, you just can't do anything. Now, on that point, though, and I, I'm going to add nothing to this. I wanted to just hear the thoughts here. What if they replaced Open Queue, which is a thing in and of itself, with the 5v5 in Overwatch 2? I think it'd be better. Two plays so. open queue, you know. I, very few people 
at this point. It's, you know, I'd like that personally. And to add on kind of to what you were saying real quick before we change subjects, I think in this era of gaming as well, with the era of the streamer, we'll call it, the era of content creation. Now, compared to even when Overwatch came out, it's, it, you know, it's been crazy, right? It's been, it's, it's become uh, corporate, is that the right word? Where, you know, you've seen hundreds of millions of dollars thrown at content creation only compared to the previous year. And that what that's made happen, and you saw this with Among Us, you saw this with a lot of other games, is wherever, like, if, if you create a platform for, like, big streamers, like, for example, say XUC came back and just wanted to come play when stacked, or Tim and Doc came back and stacked, right? They would bring their own crowd and kind of lead the way of this, what we'll call swing players, which back, back when I uh, used to work for Mindplex, we, we, we called players who would hop on multiple servers at once during a day and weren't hard committed to one swing players because they swap products all the time. They swap between game to game. They play whatever they feel like for the day. For example, I'm a swing player for Warzone. Whenever my guy friends want to play Warzone, I'll hop on and play a couple games of Rebirth with them. And then, you know, I'll obviously come back to playing Quick Play, which is very fun. But I've Quick Play is undersold as to how good it is right now. I really do enjoy playing Quick Play. But I mean, Quick Play is the most played format in Overwatch, though. Like, this is... I yeah. think there's more... More games of competitive. We have 2 million players per month. There's something to be said. That's where they are. They're yeah, exactly. Play. I think more competitive game instances are fired up, but there's more players in Quick Play or something. But Quick Play is definitely the most popular format of the game because that is, you, you actually could even argue that is the way Overwatch is meant to be played. You know, yeah. <laughs> just go in and just do crazy shit. It's like, oh, let's do anything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, EVA, where's that, where's that staff from? Sorry. So I think that's probably around nine months old. I think that was um, a investor call when establishing the current player bases among Blizzard games at that time. Mm -hmm. I think that's so. They said two million well active monthly. I, I think it was users. two million people uh, log in per month for Overwatch. Okay. I think it was that. Okay. So well, yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean it's really hard to tell with those numbers, what you know, what that really translates to. But certainly, I think there's no doubt that Quick Play is the format that people play. But mm -hmm. Sam, you were you were about to kick off on something. Um, oh yeah, I was just talking about how like, like, look, like if we were to replace open queue with that kind of ladder, right. Or like just a clan queue or like anything with group SR that just, cause if anything, while the barrier of entry might be big for your average player, I do believe that there's so many players out there that would come try Overwatch to play with their friends on the flip side of that coin. And the reason why I say that is because all of my buddies who play Warzone, do the same thing. Like I'm like, hey man, like you should come play Overwatch with us because me and all my all my friends from home will, will hop on. They're all diamonds, so I'll get on my Natsumito account, and lock Reinhardt and Diamond, like and just you know mess around, um, just in a stack where we'll play BAP and I'll be like, hey, so we're setting up here to do X, Y, and Z. We'll learn, we'll try it, we'll win some, we'll lose some, but they'll leave those games much happier because they're like, well, I felt like I learned something. You know, I felt like we tried to do something as a team. And you know what? If we come up short, that's why they can sit there and grind Warzone all day, right? That's why we can, like, I think in this era of gaming, while it might seem like the, the barrier of entry was high for your average consumer, like, with how popular a lot of these games have got, and especially if Overwatch does, I think Overwatch can do crossplay better, crossplay competitive better than any other game has ever tried to do. That could be a big, big marketing point for us, especially given how successful. Um, the other side of Activision Blizzard is with Warzone and Warzone 2 getting announced today, stuff like that. I think it's really feasible. I, I, I think actually it would draw more players in in this modern era of gaming, considering the streamers that would come back and play, considering the the the, the image it would set in players' minds. Like, hey, like this, this is pretty sweet. 
And I think we would be pleasantly surprised at how many people would actually come back and give it a shot. It's, be it's better than now. Like, it's better than now. At least we can say that. Um, but yeah, th there's no way to 100% tell, but based on the way the industry's traveled, I, I think we'd be surprised as to how good I it mean, would be. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly positive in many ways when it comes to Blizzard, and I defend the developers in an incredible amount in various ways, but I actually am rather cynical when it comes to crossplay. Um, really? I think crossplay was implemented at the time it was done because just too many regions and say, like, say, Asia, Xbox. No one could find fucking matches. But then say, if you're Asia and console then you have a much larger pool of players to be able to play. And I think crossplay was implemented at the time it was because it was showing the signs of the player base was relatively dying. Relatively. I, I'd counter that and I'd say I don't think it was. I, I honestly think crossplay is a system designed for Overwatch 2 and because it was ready and they needed to add content to Overwatch anything, they were like, hey, oh, no, actually, I, we can I, just plug this so into too. the game. No, oh, yeah, no, I, th I think I that's think there's probably... definitely positive aspects to why crossplay, like, crossplay's been on the radar for years, right? Yeah. I think the timing was like, this needs to be the priority in order to in improve the health of queues for consoles. So now all consoles are in the same queue pool, and then now you get the benefit of crossplay with PC players' capability. Like, don't get me wrong, there's benefits there, but I'm saying, like, it's one of the few times where I'm like, I think this, if they, if we didn't get crossplay, I think people would have an even more negative view of Overwatch because of the perception of queue times has such a heavy view of, oh, wow, my queue was 12 minutes, this game's dead, right? So I, I and think that's, that's just like, hmm? no. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, that's that, that's definitely, I mean, it's just interesting because you guys are just coming in from a different POV style, feels like it was done as just a, well, we need content. Yeah, no, I, I, give I just them this. feel, yeah. So I feel like if you just, if you, if so, if, if you go, Overwatch is done and finished, right? <laughs> two years ago, it's done. Three years ago, it's done as a developer. So you're like, we're going to focus on Overwatch 2 development and we're building content for that. For whatever reason, we can't actually make content for the live game. So hopefully we can get Overwatch 2 done in a, <laughs> a, a quick time frame. And then uh, we're going to actually, uh, to kind of, put a band-aid on on the state of overwatch anything we've made for overwatch 2 we can plug straight into overwatch let's just do it and i think crossplay is one of those systems because it's an underlying system that's built sort of you know yeah, on the server side and not the current yeah, changes that have been developed so, yeah. so it's something that's always going through there it's kind of like why we always get um deathmatch maps because that's they're obviously going to be playable in overwatch 2 right you know so I don't know, I, but I do, I do honestly, but, I, I mean, I agree that it does help the state of the queues as well, which were getting quite bad, but. Yeah, but on mm. that note, I, I just kind of want to bring it back to, you know, the focus of what, what we were kind of talking about. So, you, you know, whether we, whatever, we, whatever reason we might think it was implemented, Sam says that it would potentially boost Overwatch's competitive side, you know, massively. Like he thinks, as he said, that it could be the best competitive crossplay out there. Is that something you guys agree with? Um, so you're always going to have the issue with uh, controllers and mouse when it comes to DPS heroes. But if you put controller heroes on uh, players on tanks, <laughs> force them to play Reinhardt. Well, I think Sam, do you mean do you mean crossplay with PC or crossplay amongst the consoles? So, so well, I'm not saying it would be phenomenal. I'm saying it would be better than like every <laughs> other game out there. So if you reset MMR, disabled aim assist, right? Obviously, the, the console players who play DPS would probably, most of them would be lower SR. There have been more, a few, like Hopeful. I'm not sure if you guys know him. He was rank one on Xbox and PC at the same time. Damn. He's okay. incredible. Like, right. literally, probably like 44, 45 on PC with controller. Kid is gifted. 
right? I haven't I haven't seen him in a bit, but this was okay. this was this was a while ago. Like incredibly talented. Like there there will be a few outliers. Look at Joystick now, right? But I'm saying. Like, if you wanted to unify a community and have a functioning competitive platform, in, in the reality of, you know, you would have to take the the, the handicaps, or not uh, not handicaps, um, enablers off off console, the aim assist, training whatever. Training wheels, you, training, training wheels. Yeah, yes, the assist, the, the help, right? I'm not sure what the proper terminology I mean, is. I, I think that there, there's just so much depth to this specific aspect as well. Because, I mean, even the example that went, the crossfire that we have now, them just disabling aim assist, the obvious thing that I instantly was like, wait, so you took off aim assist off of Ana for for friendly? Because Con Console has different aim assist for enemies as Ana and friendlies as Ana. And so my instant was like, feels like the hero that needs to shoot teammates. Why don't you just at least let Ana's keep friendly aim assist, right? Stuff like that is like, it's like, you know, you can make the argument for that. And that's a lot of quality of life. And so... You know, is there aim assist for teammates for, you know, targeting? Or if, is it just no aim assist at all? You know, it mm -hmm. feels kind of like a little bit brutal. And I also don't disagree, I don't, also don't agree with the, oh, what if controller players were the tank and supports, right? It's a, it's a harmful mindset fundamentally, but as well as like, I mean, okay, so Zarya. You know, there, there's always going to be instant examples of like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm just... I was giving... Like, uh, did any of you guys it, it play uh, Halo? Did, did anyone play Halo, the, Halo Infinite on PC multiplayer? Like, the one that yeah, just came, like, just came yeah. out? You get flamed for playing on PC. You get flamed. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Yeah, like, because you know. the, um, the no BR... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you... Like, with the 3-5 three, the three burst, the, if you target them on console, the aim assist locks on for all three of the shots. On PC, it doesn't. So you like fire, and you're like obviously trying to aim at them as they're jumping about. So you're not as good, but you are you are a major competitive disadvantage if you are playing on PC. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I think this stat was yeah. crazy. Like at the top, at, at the mean of players, and at the top 100, the accuracy stat at the top 100 for console was 65 percent, and for PC top 100 mouse and keyboard, it was 55 percent. And the mean for console players' accuracy was also 55%, and the mean for PC players was 45 And with the higher time to kills in that game, every bullet counts. So that, that's a good point. And, and again, well, like, I'm not saying that this should happen for Overwatch. Yeah. I'm saying that we could do it better than anyone else due to how important positioning is cooldown management is like there's so, so much, much more depth thing. to overwatch than just mechanics right like and i I'm think like sure. yeah. with, with the cross play thing though you've obviously got like if you look at the four platforms pc obviously can be independent the two playstation and xbox sure they match made in heaven switch is just useless because it's these guys are playing at like 12 fps they can't actually like they can't do anything it's like you that know what you can do for them unplayable what's that you ready for this go go Let's not pretend Overwatch Mobile won't happen at some point. Oh no, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely it's not, happening. Yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. way it won't happen. There's no. But will way. it be the same though as what we've got, or will it be? I mean, more likely than not. Um, well, so so that's kind of one of the things is like they've promised Overwatch Two to come out on Switch, right? Which is already just a massive engineering undertaking. Holy shit! But as well as that, more than likely Overwatch Mobile would be by a sister team and not the primary team, which. Mm would mean that either they would have to then have a fork on the road to where would Overwatch 2 on mobile be the different team and then they would switch the, no pun intended, switch the Switch version <laughs> from the primary version to a mobile version. Because the, yeah. like the, the Switch is already, what, five years old? 
Yeah, and the Switch is equivalent to a, an Xbox 360. In fact, it's less powerful. <laughs> so that's uh, it's difficult yeah. to, to, to program and, yeah, for that. We, yeah, we probably, yeah. This, again, and also, just to be clear, this is so late on the list yeah. of problems that we have. I want to drag it, us back, it, actually, at this point. Though. Great it conversation, is a great conversation. Yeah. It, it, it is actually one worth having. But I do want to be conscious that we're kind of, we're now quite deep down the speculation train and also quite far from where we began, which is just the idea of, I think this all started from the idea of like teaming up with your with your friends, right? And I think Sam spoke about Warzone and teaming up with his friends there. So I just want to round off the whole team versus solo queue debate because it seems like you guys are all on the boat of Overwatch has to provide better team play incentives. We sort of touched on it a little bit with why people don't team right now. EVA said, you know, well, the queue times are massive. Sam, I think I think at that time you were going to come in with more ways that you feel the game punishes stacking. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, you know, you get less SR when you're grouped. You have longer queue times you? when you're Wait, grouped. Hold up, what? SR? Yeah, at least back in the day when you would stack, oh yeah, you would get, like, that's why, that, that's, that was the only thing that stopped. Like, remember all the tier three teams, like the SA teams that would queue at like 2 a.m.? They would queue into the East Coast guys. Well, that, wasn't, it wasn't I think the SR is probably due to the likelihood of winning, right? So yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the matchmaker yeah. probably was like, okay, well, you've taken so long, we need to give you a game, but these are solo queues, so you're I likely to win. Knew. They did know. They did know. So, so like they so would, they was, would account for that. It was less that. that the stacking itself, but the issue that it's not facing enough stacks of equal quality. Yeah. If it was an equal quality stack, yes. you would get the same for. A well, win that you. Should I think plain and simple. As long as six stacks or like a six, if your queue is a six stack and it's forcing you to look for other six stacks, by definition, and and the ladder ranking is same versus solo queue. That's already a punishment, surely. Right. Like yeah. it's forcing you to play a, a a tougher game for the same SR that you would get in your solo queue. For sure. Anything else to add on that, Sam? Sorry, I kind of... Um, you know, I, I think that was it. Obviously, as the higher up you go, the more restrictive it is. And honestly, like, after watching... Other, so, like, for example, as you know, you know, the, the general SR requirements where, like, in GM, you know... Think, think about this for a second. I can't queue with anybody who's not within 350 SR of me, right? Well, what's the point of that? When at this point in the game, and even back in the day, I'm going to get players 750 SR lower than me anyway. Yeah. So what is the purpose at this point in time of having such strict restrictions, right? Because we argue that, oh, well, we don't want stacking because we want players to have freedom to play. Well, then why can't I queue with my friends? If we want freedom to play, go the distance then. Like, I'd prefer that. I mean, obviously, that'd have to work in a group queue because then you have serious issues with boosting and stuff, right? But at this point, I, I would much rather, if I could get on my main and pull all my buddies up and they would get probably dumpstered, I wouldn't mind losing all my SR as long as I can play with my friends. It's about the core experience of the product. It's been, SR at this point is just a number. Right? It's been 32 seasons. I don't care. I would have more fun teaching my friends how to play ranked even in the coaching role, like say, all right, you, each each team is allowed a coach to spec if you want to do that, like only first person POV of your teammates, right? And you can even coach them and teach them along the way. Like imagine all the content we can make. Like, Stai, how fun would it be for you to get a team of bronzes for YouTube and you can spec their comp games and try to coach them out of bronze on the live server? I mean, the fact, I, super <laughs> well, for that, the, keep in mind, we can't spectate comp games. We can spectate quick play. The tech, we already have the capability. We I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we have oh, wow. spectating and quick play. We just can't spectate and comp. Imagine if, like, if you could spectate comp, but you could only have the first person POV of the person you're now spectating. 
that would be Why fun. Not? Yeah. I, I would love to spec Jay and talk about how hard he's feeding. It just, <laughs> yeah, <every> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would enable collaborative content in a new way. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It'd be innovation. Like, where did it all go? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we well, just this, left is the, this, this is the big problem, right? I, honestly, Overwatch has been dead for three years. I, I mean, when mm. I say dead, okay, that's over the top. I mean, the game is honest, dead. It, is. it, it has not been given service. It has been. It, it, it's not there, but it is somewhere else. And I'm hoping when we start seeing that coming out, you start getting a lot of these issues being resolved because the state of ladder, the state of the way the matchmaker works, the way SR is attributed, and all of that shite. That could be completely different for all we know. And it's never going to change in this game right now because it's simply not worth doing it. This has always been the issue for Overwatch. It is not worth putting anything into the game right now because if you came out and let's say there was a developer update and it's like, we are fixing competitive, wholesale sweeping changes. We're introducing a 6v6 mode. We're doing this, we're doing that. And it's fantastic. We're all loving it. Well, nobody's coming back to the game for that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we no, don't completely care. Right. Completely gone. right. I mean, what they've got... The... Sorry, Evie, go if we use the, the developer's terminology, the beat, the heart hasn't been beating. That's, that's yeah. what it's been happening. The heart exactly, has not yeah. been beating in Overwatch for like two and a half years. And like, yeah. it's not these small changes. And let's be honest, the devs were kind of on fire there for like, what was it? Like nine months for the balance pat patches like once a month. Mm. Like there was, it was a good bit there. But then like once the, uh, my speculation, once the developers were like, all right, well, we can't focus, like, before that BlizzCon event, all right, well, we've been focusing so much on PvE. The players only care about seeing something new announced for PvP. So that's when, like, they probably were like, all right, final decision, let's make 5v5 happen. I, I typically don't like the reactionary views that typical players have, but it's the one time I agree with them where it's like, if, if it wasn't a reactionary 5v5 change, then we would have had tank changes accordingly to 5v5. The only changes that we had was going to a tank out, and the role changes, the role passives, right? The role passives and taking a tank out is like, development-wise, decision-making, probably only two fucking weeks. Like, coming up with the role passives, that, pro that only took probably a few weeks to come up with. I don't like, the thing, the thing that, that keeps grating on me is, is you look at the change to 5v5, they, they have to rework every single hero, and, yes. and we've seen yes, how much absolutely. effort goes into just one hero rework. Look at when Symmetra was... I remember when Symmetra was originally reworked and she had the projected barrier. It's oh, like... Yeah. That... I mean, Symmetra's had three re reworks, right? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, it, but even the amount of work to go into one, yeah. when you just put that to the whole roster and then you go, here's a bunch of new heroes. And oh, by the way, it's 5v5. You are literally saying to the dev team, there's two years of work. And they're like, okay. So that's a lot of... like, And, and it yeah. also means, oh, wait, we can't do anything with the live game because it's 6v6. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and we can't change it to five v five because so do you... we've only done five reworks. I mean, we've seen even when the the PV, that that terrible PVP stream I was on, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, this is five v five, woo!" And I'm like, "Right, so we're gonna see all the reworks." Oh, and no, they're not finished. We've only got eleven heroes reworked. Uh, yeah, it's at this it's point. a huge like, ask for the balance team. Who like? Oh god, yeah, it's years look, of work. The I'm on them. I'm on their case more than most people, and even <laughs> I can acknowledge like. That is not fair to them at all. At How do you all. bounce between the two games as well? Like you, you've it's, it's hard. You have to have like games. huge brain, like well, huge attention span, huge. You just brain, let creators like... do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously. Like... Yeah. Yeah. What makes so... it even tougher is the situation where when you have the percent. I th I think one of the biggest issues in Overwatch is just 
the fucking hell that is the public perception of what the fuck is Overwatch 2. If you ask any person what Overwatch 2 is, you will get an individual unique answer every single fucking time. Because players don't understand. Because frankly, half of it, the developers are still not understanding, but even the basics that we have established of the Overwatch 1 client is going to poof, and the Overwatch 2 client will exist, even that basic piece of information that we had confirmed in 2019, you know, 95% of players that know, know of Overwatch 2's existence don't know about that aspect. You know, and so that fundamental aspect, when you get down to it, stretches out to, you know, people don't understand what the 5v5 changes, and so the perception is, well, 5v5 looks shit, what we've seen. Well, yeah, no, no shit, it looks like shit, because none of the changes to make 5v5 work were mm. implemented. The reason, like, in order to make 5v5 work, you need all those changes, you need the reworks, you need tanks to be... Tanks, like, tanks especially, reworks across the board. I don't necessarily think... DPSs need to get reworked across the board. Probably, like, probably some ability tweaks to make more sense mm -hmm. in a one-tank environment. You know, some, some, this, despite what we'd like to think, unfortunately, some DPS abilities are fundamentally designed around anti-tank, right? That mindset of getting value versus a squishy versus a tank were, are designed into DPS abilities, right? You know, Echo's uh, doubling of her beam below half health, for example, if you have one tank, is that ability less valuable? Is it an execution ability and it's, it still has, a, you know, th those kinds of questions are all things that need to be re-asked. But in the situation where the player's perception is, this all looks shit, you didn't do anything to this. And it's kind of like a, as much as I always love defending the devs, in this case, they're right. Nothing has been changed to make 5v5 work. And I think ult economy is a huge aspect where like, so tanks are giving less ult charge because they're a tank. And then you take away one tank, and then you haven't tweaked how fast people get ults. Are we getting one ult per round now? Is that fun? Should we, should we tweak the ult's value? Should we make it to where ults come up every like 45 seconds again, like in the season one, but they're less powerful? You know, the tempo feels completely different. And so we get into the aspect where like competitive integrity comes down to is the game fun to take it seriously? And at this point, I would say the game is not fun to take it seriously. Yeah, I just want to summarize there because I think we've, we've, yeah, we've had, and I, I guess even add to that is what you're saying is it's not fun to take it seriously because in a way the devs haven't taken it seriously, right? That's kind of the yep. theme and summary of what yep. I'm getting here is that you guys are saying, well, look, it, it started when they stopped developing Overwatch 1 properly. They announced Overwatch 2, then they announced Overwatch 2 5v5, but that felt knee-jerk. That felt like, a, you know, oh shit, we got to give people something to say. We threw it out. We grabbed Stylos and Cupcake and Super and said, uh, guys, be excited on this uh, PvP I'll stream. I'll give you a bit of behind the scenes about that. So they, it was literally two days before the whole thing was going down. Who? Hey, do you, yeah, you know, it's very close. Do you want to um, jump on a stream? We're going to show off uh, PvP changes. 5v5 i was like 5v5 i'm like okay <laughs> um, what, what do you want me to do they're like oh uh, there's going to be uh, i think it was aaron and i it may have been um, jeff goodman I, I think in that section i'm not sure but it was definitely aaron keller they're going to be on and you're going to be able to ask some questions about it so i'm like nice one but actually what it was is i get to sit there as the influencer <laughs> and they just get to read off their bullet points about what's going on and you i'm like this is a bit awkward and I'm like, hmm, yeah. what am I doing here? But I think like the wider issue with that is there is pressure on them to show that they're doing something because obviously, you know, everybody, all the players, all the community, the content creators, everyone, what are you doing with this game? Why is the game got no content? 
what's going on with Overwatch 2? It's been years since 2019. Show us something. Um, and they you remember they showed us that little bit at BlizzCon Online with the PVE stuff. They had the talents and things like that. Um, like talent trees and, and stuff like that they showed us. And then they give us this, what I, honestly they probably thought was a big meaty update to, hey, this is what's going on with PVP. And uh, we get to kind of see the sort of direction they're going with 5v5. And you can see they, they did try to do some things, like when they showed um, games on Dorado. They're trying to say, look, guys, th this is the way 5v5 will function on maps that you guys already play. But like you said, Evie, the problem is they've only got 30%. If the hero rework's done, or they've got heroes that are outright disabled, and there are new heroes that we don't even know about, that obviously they must be planning around balance with whatever the new heroes do and all of that stuff. So it's it's really complex. And so what they end up showing us looks like Overwatch. And then I think that there was a, a, a pretty popular XQC quote where he was like, it just, just looks the same. <laughs> it does look the same. It does look the same. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's Overwatch. And, you know, th this is something I think th this is... I'll be honest with you guys. I get really worried about Overwatch 2 and the impact it'll have when it eventually comes out. Because it's not overwatch one when it launched it's not this brand new ip everyone knows what the majority of the cast are they know what they do they know what the game is so you don't have that like media impact of like bang this is a new game it's like here's overwatch 2.0 and so everyone is like well i'll stop playing this game in 2018 why should i come back and play it it looks the same uh. yeah and that's a massive problem they've got Huge that's why problem. i want to do a br seriously I seriously think that we could have the best beyond the market. Can we do it now? No. There's too much on the plate. Well, I mean, but... I well, what I would add to that is what we've just cool. complained about is that essentially the devs took... Hopefully I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth, but if I can summarize what I've heard from you guys, essentially the devs took a sort of relatively quick decision to go 5v5, and that has caused such massive implications in terms of the balance that we haven't really even dealt with that ramification, right? Okay, that's, I, that's, I don't agree with that. No, no, no. no. no, so, no I don't no, think, I think it was a quick decision. Yeah, no, on, I don't Evie. think it was Go. a quick decision either. No. no, so I think it was more of the, the timing relative to the announcement. Right. Yeah, made it look decision. quick. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't think 5 think... was a rush decision. Right. Uh, yeah. Individually. I think this is even... Look at Overwatch League. Overwatch League is unwatchable in 6v6. It's not to us because we know what's going on, but to general population, you watch Counter-Strike, you watch Overwatch League, you have got no idea what's going on. So you reduce the number of players becomes a lot more readable straight away. Absolutely. You might have noticed as well, the maps are larger in Overwatch 2. Look at the size of the New York map. The spaces are much bigger. Just the play areas around the points. Really? No, I That's disagree the opposite. What? Well, the, I, I would say the, would, the fire was... engine. But I think what the, no. what the point I'm trying to make is they're trying to build maps that are, there's less going on, so it makes it easier to focus on action when it starts happening. It makes it a bit more readable. I would say that Overwatch 2 maps are more centralized in, in section to section of the map. The, the, the large scale of the map, walking through it, yes, they're larger, but the, the, the actual geometry of the map is encouraging more centralized engagements. However, while incentivizing the mobility aspects of Overwatch, whereas, you know, going over building or, you know, playing around these corners are more pertinent because of the lack of tank where yeah. the developers are focusing on more cover, a lot more cover in Overwatch 2 maps. In fact, that was one of the aspects of we might be getting more cover added to Overwatch 1 maps to account for the less yeah. cover provided by one lacking tank. But the tank as well, the, the, the off tank is also another issue. It, it is difficult for people to see what that is actually doing. Yeah. And often it will be doing a ton of damage or it will be doing something else like 
you know, diva messing around with defense matrix. And, and it's very difficult to, to show what's going on when you've got that additional tank, I think. So 5v5 does cure a lot of those things. So I like to sort of bring it back to what my original point was. It's, I think this was a decision that was made uh, quite a few years ago. Maybe even before we even got Overwatch I, announced to us in, think, in 2019. The, the decision was, I mean, remember when we had the the 132? I think that was their decision yeah. of we need to shake up mm. and change the actual composition of teams fundamentally. And I think that was the straw of like, well, so we can't make this work in Overwatch 1. This change has to be an Overwatch 2 change because it's going to be so fundamental to remove a, a, a player from the team. Whereas if it was still 6v6, I think we could have had that change earlier in Overwatch 1. Yeah. I, I think that's what could have happened. So I think yeah. once they realized that the 132 couldn't happen in Overwatch 1, it shifts over to, right, well, 5v5 in Overwatch 2 to make this work. And so that's why I think the decision was made then, but the development of that 5v5 hadn't started happening yet because so much of it is focused on the PvP development. And when you think, all oh, right, well, the release is like, you know, two years away, why would we work on the PvP changes when we're still working on the live servers? The PvP changes need to be the right right before it goes out the door to be up to date with the current ecosystem of the Overwatch 1 ecosystem. Because if you're making ecosystem changes to, to Overwatch 2 while in development, and you still think the development is going to be like two years away, well, you're going to be in a different uh, balancing mindset of you have, you're working, you're balancing two different games at the same time if you're working on pvp changes so early ahead of time so that's why they were working on pve and the core mechanics around the the pve system of leveling up your hero new swapping out abilities of your hero different functionalities that kind of fun, fun, fundamental functionality is what they've been working on for so long that once it became the blizzcon that was why it was rushed because not the decision to go 5v5 but the all right now we actually have to make the developmental changes to make the 5v5 viewable to the average player but we hadn't right. done the actual balance because that wasn't the focus at the time. And so, yeah, and that, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. That means that's pretty much it. No, and that, that makes a lot of sense. Sorry. Uh, sorry that I misrepresented mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense. And in a way, we've kind of acknowledged that it is a huge ask for any developer to balance all that and obviously have these two minds where, on the one hand, I've got this 5v5 roster, and on one hand, I've got the 66 roster. I want to take it to Sam because we've seen some changes not a lot of changes recently in, in in terms of balance but a lot of people are concerned even with even with all that given and they say okay well we're giving the devs slack because they're developing a different game but they're adding stuff like cassidy roll or the Junkrat uh, hit fall off changes that they made a lot of people looked at that and i've seen people say well if that's what they're doing for watch 2 well the game's in the shitter how, how do you feel about that Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. You know, I'm still not on, like, I still don't think that a lot of these changes are being made for Overwatch 2. At least not all of them. No, um, yeah. I, I, I'm not sold on it. Like, I, it could be true, but, like, I, I kind of just tuning it out uh, just because I, you know, right now we're in 6v6. We should be balancing for 6v6, period. Um, you know, I don't really know what to take of that. I, uh... 
it's it's tough i to be honest man like if i was to try to sam understand... i think i think right now if you if you're the development team for overwatch and you've got a junior developer that needs to learn balance you put them on overwatch oh. and let them balance the game and yes. then they get immediate live feedback and then the senior dev can sit there and go well that's why you shouldn't have made that change that's what <laughs> yeah. you do with overwatch that's literally that... it that's probably what they've been doing. Honestly, and maybe that's what they're doing with the experimental as well. I think, Just like letting us be the, the guinea pigs. I think... That also makes us make content on it because we've made the changes as well. So it's clever all around. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Didn't we get in addition to the balance team? I can't remember his name, but we've seen him. Us uh, creators have seen him. I can't remember his name. But I mean, it's basically been all these years. Jeff Goodman has been the lead balancer, hero designer from the ground up and maintainer of the balance of these heroes. And I think only until just in these past like year or so, do we have a new person no, also I, involved I think, in these balances? I think Evie, uh, it's been Jeff and, and Josh No have been the, the balance right, right. team, yes, but yes. for a while, yeah, for, for quite a few years, I think. Um, I th I think Sam, sorry, I'm just curious. I'm just uh, conscious that Sam was starting something and I haven't had let him speak too much. So no, go ahead, no, Sam. No, you're good. I'm sure I'm, you know. Um, uh, you were saying, I think. Oh no, I think Sty's right. I look, man. I you guys know my opinion on how game balance has been over the last few years. I I think that from the top down, or sorry, from from the the top's philosophy on the game, and I Jeff Kaplan said this. Their goal was to make a complicated game and continue to add things to make it much easier, right, and for more players to have access to it. I think the way that we did it was not great. And at this point, when they have Overwatch going on, Kaplan's gone now. They might just be saying, let's, all right, intern, get in there. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it's very possible. I believe it because at this point, look, if, if us as content creators are saying, yeah, look, Overwatch 1, probably not, I hate to say not salvageable, but, but let's be real here. Right, the only reason that people are would come back to play this game, or even like think about, it, well, when's Overwatch Two coming out? I, my buddies ask me all the time. They go, "Sam, when's Overwatch Two coming out?" I go, "Guys, I'm on the NDA. Even if I did know, I still couldn't tell you. Like, no one knows. Like, I, like you know, and, and let them take their time. Let them focus on that. Right? Like, it and it just it makes me, it makes me sad. But at this point, like. It might as well. It, it's it's a it's a what's what's the what's the show? Oh my god! Help me out. Bunch of money on a wheel. You spin it. Wheel of, wheel of fortune. fortune. Wheel of fortune. Wheel of fortune, but with hero changes on it. That's like it's a wheel. Joke. Is a fortune attached to it? Uh, what's the name, guys? <laughs> Probably not a fortune. Just a lot of pain. <laughs> but we're landing on one of them. Um, but nah, you know, it's. I, I think at this point the ship sailed. It's it's all kind of just silliest j silly well, we call it you know there, there's one thing i want to bring up which you were, were alluded to this is a tough game to balance right this is a really yeah, tough yeah, game yeah, to yeah. 100 percent. i don't yeah, think people play as well yeah okay. and i think a lot of the times we kind of we forget that sometimes i think and i think the creator card is a good example of this where a lot of people are very upset but for this from the side of the creators they didn't even get to play test their own changes right they just threw a patch out and it was put in and it's you very difficult to, to make so decisions much. To get it right and to me actually i probably should mention that more and more my game balance rants but the idea and concept as, as to the degree of gift difficulty of game balance for overwatch is what made me fall in love with it like i love that challenge it's so much fun to see like you have like the board in front of you and you can 
see if you pull here or pull a string here or you put a piece there, it affects pieces up here and like every it's it's a crazy chain reaction. And to be fair to Blizzard, that is not easy to do. So whenever you have like your average your I hate for lack of a better word, average Joe out there on the forums yelling about game balance or you know you see all the time be like Bastion's overpowered or Bastion or whatever it may be, right? It's just like <laughs> really, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have this conversation, like you know what I'm saying. So it, I, I really do feel like a lot of times they get a bad rap that they shouldn't get. However, there's a lot more times where you know Briggs been nerfed 19 times and she was still meta now. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Mercy you know. went through 23 nerfs in a row. 23? Yeah. I mean, and here's the funniest thing: <laughs> since 2.0, Mercy has had, I think, oh, like original I, Valk. Okay, or, or, so or, since so yeah. since Valk, she has had about twenty six nerfs and about four buffs. Well, you so, want to know what it is, real quick, SVB? I no, think go, go, go. the one thing that we've struggled with in balance, and I've said this for four years, and this is why Break will still be very good in Overwatch two at high level play, and very changing shield bash changes nothing. We are really hesitant to nerf the core fundamentals of what causes heroes to dominate. For example, the ability to like res multiple times in a fight. How many nerfs did it take for that to get changed? Like with Valk and stuff. Cause I remember they Nine. changed like how so, the like, cast in, time, right? So, like, was it so the cast time took, took probably 11 nerfs before cast time happened because basically you could, Val you could res, Valk to get a res, and then 10 seconds later res and 10 seconds later res. So within about a 21 second period of time, you could res four people. It, see, and that was what was made it so OP, right? If you only had one res and it was an instant cast time, yep. it, it's when, it would be annoying, but it wouldn't be hard meta in the Overwatch League, right? The same with Brig. If we ch did Violet's change, where she couldn't stack all the healing at once, you know, as well as tank and peel at the same time, which no other support can really do, You'd see big, and I know that because I scrimmed her for hours, and that's that's why I've been on the brig train for so long. Because like once I saw what she could truly do after playing Genji, after playing Hanzo, after playing you know all the heroes, Zarya, Zarya is my most play. I love Zarya, and and playing even Ana too. I loved all those heroes. After playing Brig at that level, I'm realizing, yo, <laughs> I'm playing three roles at once right now, boy. I remember there's a clip yeah. of me, and I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. In my team, I'm like, send Boys. it my way. I'm playing three roles at once. My whole team starts laughing because, and then at that after that moment, we didn't lose a map until trials. To Imagine having mean... a top seller, a DPS player in the uh, form of Profit, and forcing him to well, not forcing him, telling him he needs to play Brig. That's a heartbreaker. Man. That's such a heartbreaker. Like, does uh, does this speak to like a core of deeper core issue though that we kind of alluded to? I can't remember who it was who mentioned it, but someone said. We have, are having an identity crisis. Like, we don't really know what Overwatch is. And that's yeah. doubly true yeah. with Overwatch 2. But with our balance, and again, bringing it to the scope of competitive integrity, how it feels to play the game, how it feels when a hero is justifiably rewarding the input you're putting in, is, is a lot of this come down to the fact that we really haven't figured out, and this is something we talk about in the group of podcasts a lot, what does a game of Overwatch roughly look like? Because we know what a game of Valorant roughly looks like. We know what a game of League of Legends roughly looks like. Do we just not know what a game or watch roughly looks or should look like? And thus we keep bouncing around it's, from it, idea to idea. It, it's pop-off potential straight away. Valorant, you yeah. can kill the whole team. Look at this. Amazing play. Esports level. Holy shit. Casters are loving it. Player becomes an instant icon. Amazing stuff. In Overwatch, you can't do that right now. But in Overwatch 2, 
with 5v5, you can. Like, to go back to the thing about the maps as well, Evie, uh, on, uh, New York, somewhere on the map, un under a bridge, I think it was, th there's a ton of flank routes. Now, yeah, these are very obviously like, designed. Yeah. I think so. Let, let's say your tracer starts to flank. You can immediately pick that up as, as the, 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 the observers will pick that up straight away. Look, that tracer's flanking. It's going into the back line. We jump on board with that tracer. Is it going to pop off? It's going to go and try and take on the two supports or whatever in the back line. And conversely as well, you look at the single tank, buffing the tanks, making them do more damage on their own, making them have pop-off and play potential, changing their skills to allow them to do this as well, means that you can watch the tanks now going in instead of just seeing them as, well, I mean, I mean if you really distill this down to a base level, if you watch Overwatch League and you watch a tank player, um, I don't know, let's take Super, for example. You watch him playing Reinhardt. Most of the time, no offense to Super, he's a fantastic player, but most of the time... What is he actually doing that looks exactly. impressive? That yeah. on a team level, okay, great. He's taking space. He's setting up plays. He's doing whatever. He's communicating. But you don't see any of that. You just see him walking forward with a shield. Great. And then maybe he just dies. He instantly dies. But he dies and then his team win that fight because of what he's just done. They can yeah. never really get that. That could never really be uh, communicated across. But for Overwatch 2, if you're just making the tank straight up aggro anyway, it makes it more it's kind of easier to see what's going on at, at the pro level. For you the, can see what's yeah. happening. It's this and that versus yeah, yeah. this 25 seconds ahead of time. So this person is drawing aggro and then yeah. other player composition. Where it's like, I think the core and like to, to simply, because your, your point is exactly right, but to simplify for a lot of people who are listening who, who don't know those kinds of nuances, it's basically instead of watching a support who's healing somebody who's getting chip damage, a, a DPS who's shooting shields and the, and the tank that's holding shield, you basically have three people that are not interacting with health pools. Yeah. You're, you're not actually yeah, yeah. doing things to the other characters. Which, you're which doing Sam, things to abilities. You, you said about uh, Dr. Disrespect in that playing Overwatch. A few years ago, I made a, an overanalyzed video of Dr. Disrespect playing Overwatch because I thought this is going to be funny as hell. And it was. And he is just endlessly complaining. Why am I shooting shields? I'm just shooting shields. I'm shooting no one. That's this is shit. Bad. And it's like, yes, it is bad because you've just come from... Warzone or whatever or Apex, yeah. you're killing people. You're actually damaging them. You're getting a result. Here, I'm just sitting there firing into a barrier, and I don't understand actually how that barrier is now recharged. And I, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. It's a huge problem. But this is less of a problem in five v five because you you got less barriers. True. So. Right. And I really want to emphasize. Thank you so much for saying that. I were you talking about the identity of with pop off moments? Yeah, we don't get that in Overwatch. You, yeah. The only pop off you're moments, moments you get, Sam. Is well, is think... uh, Genji Blade was the OG one. That was the OG one. Everybody yeah, suddenly was. became great. So uh, there's a video I made. This was years ago. It was uh, Linkser, and he was playing Genji, and it's like the best Genji in the world. Okay. <laughs> a bit of clickbait there, but it was like it's just blade after blade it killing awesome. everyone. It's like, Holy, yeah, it looks awesome. Everyone wants to be the ninja. He's got. I can't believe I, this. It's amazing. I I have a huge, very fucking strong point on this. The play potential has dropped dramatically, not only between having more shields in the game, but ult charges being if you miss an ult you have two minutes of the next match where everybody's like well we can't combo an ult so guess we need to get our ult again yeah. to where like missing ults is so punishing if they don't come up online as often as they should and they come up online even they not only has the entire roster has had ult uh, charge nerfs but also you're not getting as much ult charge because of barriers so it's a resecutive pro where before uh, so funny anecdote of how Back in, what was it, season two for uh, Triple Tank, uh, the OG Triple Tank, right? Where you had, like, Ryan, Zarya, Roadhog, and your DPS was maybe Soldier, and you had Ana and Lucio, right? 
or, or like on a or diva sometimes in there. So yeah, yeah. regardless, it was usually three takes on a soldier. Yeah. yeah. And so I was the one breaking that meta of play, being the true one trick mercy at the time of being like, no, play Anna. And they're like, oh, no, we need this or this. We need the speeder. It's like, no, play Anna. Trust me. And then with a nade, I would be healing up a tank and I would get a team res every 12.5 seconds. <laughs> if I'm healing a tank that's naded, I would get a full team res in 12 seconds. And so like that kind of stuff of like, Thank God really I never played against you. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right? And like I, at the time I was championing tempo resing. You know, there was never Which, which is the meta, like, by the way. Good call. Yeah. It was never a time where we were down, right? It's, so that mm. kind of mindset where like snowballing, not only incentivizing the good playing, incentivizing the snowballing of your ultimates, but in a situation where your ult takes two fucking minutes to charge unless you're always dealing damage. Like, you know, maybe they're not running. A, like if we're talking ladder, if they're not running a shields, hey, the lobby can have fun. <laughs> Real like quick, if, though, yeah, I, I yeah. want to add on to this because this is really important. You're right. You're completely right, but I think you're blaming the wrong thing. So, like, if you oh, look at okay. original double shield, ult charges are less through nerfs, but the barriers in all of these cases were never the problem. It was the fact that these heroes had barriers, but they also had the best sustain abilities behind those barriers in the game. True. Very true. So it right. was always fortify, grasp, yeah. drone, brig. Nullifying damage. To tie this to Stylosis point. Yeah. Slowing the game down and denying pop-off moments, yep, which is exactly. what made Overwatch the most fun game to play. And I thank you so much for saying that, Sty, because I would I I am so bad with words and I like try to find ways to explain this. And Frito always has to translate for me because I'm just not smart enough to do it. But Give yourself some more added, credit, Sam. I got to interrupt you there. You're a very smart guy, very eloquent. Give yourself I, some I credit. can't put it into words. I I, it's, it, I struggle with it every day. It's just it's not my forte, right? It's just <laughs> not. Um, but like the things that we've added to the game, like for example, barrier. Because why why was Reinhardt not broken? He's got a shield, what a finite shield that well, he, he has, has to use properly to get value. And if he doesn't, you're blowing him up. Sigma. And he has to drop it grass. to do anything. And he has exactly. to drop that's it to do anything. Sigma. Dro dropping was the huge, like Sigma. the fact that we have tanks that can drop, or the, t the fact that we have tanks that had to choose between barrier or doing damage, mm -hmm. whereas now we have the tanks that can do barrier and damage and incentivizes those. Oh, supports, <laughs> peel, and support. Yeah. And where does that tie to? The old school Kaplan Goodman design model that I've been saying is the problem for years. And like that's it denies pop-off moments, especially for like the original cast, who, as Frito said, oh my god, the piece of the puzzle. I'm like that one guy from uh, you know that he's got the board Sunny in like, Philadelphia, brings... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. And to tie with what Frito said, like Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. No! Oh my god. Pop -off the pop-off moments. Shields, not shielding the healers as well as the, having shields. Oh, the longer the fight goes, <laughs> thank you. The longer the fight goes, I really need the help there. The longer the fight goes on, that's when you see a lot of these AoE healers or, or Sigmas or whatever. They shine more later in the fight because their downtime is so little because they're doing all of those things at once that Zarya couldn't do, Ryan couldn't do. And like, just as a player, maybe not the skill ceiling of the game, but in competitive, you notice it and you feel it, but you can't quite put your finger on it a lot of the time until you really have to analyze it. And if we want that, that kind of ult cycle come of those pop off moments come back, which is what 
and I saw Tim talking about this to Doc and when they were streaming a couple weeks ago where he was like, Doc is the best feeling in the world. Doc goes on high ground, Hanamura, high noon, boom, 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 three kills and they both go, oh, like that's Overwatch. And if you look back at the original days, like that's the exact thing. That's why I still play the game. Like today I had so much, well, it was tough. I, I've been doing, instead of comp, I've been playing my bronze viewers as superheroes. So I played super Doomfist with reduced cooldowns and healing and I try to win. It went to map five. 99.99 and I won by one team fight against a bunch of bronzes and I was sweating my arm was sore like I <laughs> my nose started bleeding like an hour later playing Minecraft my brain was probably get a like, fucking you know, humidifier I you get to turn my shower on with the with the steam we're, 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 <laughs> how we do it in Kentucky we don't have humidifiers all right we actually do I'm just kidding but I just choose I'm lazy regardless that's the point and I feel like a lot of these things like Overwatch can create its identity again if they tie in the things and the common you know reoccurring themes that we all have kind of talked about because they, they all kind of tie together and if they t put, t put a little bow on it wrap it up like Christmas gift and give it to the consumer in the way that it, we always knew and loved it like it will be game of the year again it will be comeback game because it, of the year because it, it, it is unmatched no one's touched it yet no one has we just gotta wait for our time I, I do think it'll come I do hopefully fingers crossed I just want to Stai, do you agree with I'm sorry yeah. to go first. oh yeah sorry EVA or Stai either of you Go, Evie, go. I mean, so I, I want to keep hammering home about the ult charges because, like, I think ult, the, the slow progression of less ultimates online as often is I feel like was one of those slow insidious deaths along with many other things of where, you know, think of, like, again, in Season 1, if somebody uses their ult and they didn't get value, it was like, ah, oh, I'll get it maybe at the end of next fight to where you might finish off that next fight with that ult. And, but instead, you have the situation where it might take you two or three dry fights to get an ult that you needed to get that momentum, where it might not be a support ult, where it's pretty easy to try and farm a support ult, right? But a damage ult, you know, your Genji might be on the struggle bus for the next two minutes trying to mm. get that blade, where instead, like, if you have those ults that are coming online on average, especially with the, you know, I don't think we should be reducing a tank ult distribution but that's a different story but like the, just the fact that like ultimate should be capable of coming online at a regular pace whereas i feel like right now it's so sluggish you don't get enough value individually you don't get enough value that potential to get those pick moments as much and then the ult that's supposed to make you to have that initial burst value is coming up online even less often whereas i feel like that recept like the the like minute to minute you know i think like on average most most characters should have an ult every like nearly 50 seconds ish like if you're doing well consistently you're getting value from the rest of your kit you should be getting an ult within every minute but instead so you, we have situations hmm? sorry now i just i just wanted to this is a great point i just want to give you the chance to preempt criticism because i because there's a lot of people who say Actually, I think Overwatch should be less around the ults because I think the mid-fight is what should be prioritized and the character's wow. kit vanilla. But do you feel like it should be more almost MOBA-esque where it's like, okay, well, in this much time, here it comes? So so it should. I think it should never be time-based. It should be what you're doing. But the fact, that, the fact that it takes so much longer... Like, for example, let's just dis straight up discuss the Tracer experimental change, right? It incentivizes the, the keeping the flow going. The people who are talking about the tracer changes are like, 
it keeps you engaged. It always keeps you being like, you know, I can finish off this target. It keeps you that flow going rather than a, all right, well, in 30 seconds at, towards the end of next fight, maybe in a grab, I might be able to combo. And then I'll have to wait another fight or two to get my next pulse. Instead, it's con continuously snowballing, less effective, but still value burst ultimates. I think if we nerfed every ult in the game, but made them com come online every 45 seconds, the game would be more fun. And finding ways to get that value, to utilize that lesser value, but still the meaningful burst of value, will in in encourage the constant engagement with the game. But instead, it's again the feel like as a as a mercy player, it's so much fucking value to damage boost of people who don't have their ult more so than it's ever been, because people need to get like if I see my Arissa has seventy percent on Bongo, she might not get. We might get rolled if she doesn't get that bongo by the, like, you know, you know, 15 seconds into the fight. If she doesn't get bongo, we're going to get rolled. But if I damage with the Orisa, now we have the bongo, and then we just instantly roll them. So just the fact that Mercy is the, is the only character that can bend the ult economy in that way is so important to indicate how pivotal the ult economy is in its current state to where... If you don't have the ult and they happen to have, you know, they might have gotten 15% more chip damage than you, now they have their ult to initiate in comparison. It's putting so much more effort on if value, if, if ult yes equal win fight, is that a fucking fun game or not? Is that individual skill or is that you had more ult charge? And, you know, obviously you can say, how did you get to the more ult charge? But the point being is, is putting so much value on whether or not you get a good ult off, is that incentivizing skillful gameplay? Very well put point. Sty, Mercy players that? take notes. That was big brain. Yeah, that yeah, was like, yeah, Again, so, I think it just spoke a lot about your own insight into the game, Evie. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think, like, so we know they're pushing the game more into a uh, hit scan, well, an FPS more, more of a mode than a mode, but not hit scan, more FPS, let's say. They've been saying that for a while. When we start looking at what they've showed us for Overwatch 2, because basically all I do these days, guys, is look at Overwatch 2 footage, because it's the only footage that I've got uh, to put in videos when I'm talking about Overwatch 2. It's the same, like, five yeah. bloody games. Stein knows, like, oh, in, in five seconds, that guy's going to walk up the stairs right now. Stein yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody said to me, oh, my God, can't you get any new Overwatch 2 footage? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I really <laughs> wish. You got like, any, bro? You got any you for me? You and me, bro. You and me, bro. We're yeah. in the same boat. But yeah. the, the point I'm making is, you you look at the you look at the change to five v five. You look at them pushing it more into an FPS y kind of uh, area. You would say that's putting more emphasis on the the fights in between ultimate usage to give you the chance to do things without the ultimate. The ultimate's the cherry on the top. It it, it bridges the skill gap. It bridges the. I'm going to take a. I'm Trace. I'm going to take a one v one with Zen, but I've got pulse bomb. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pulse bomb him. Okay, that's it's bridge the gap. I don't have to one clip him before he kills me or whatever or the support comes in to help him maybe that's the way they're pushing it, it, it it's really difficult like I, I agree with what you said to be honest Evie but I the issue I've always got talking about Overwatch and it's been like this for years is I just think we literally cannot relate to the game the game is not the game we're playing it's the game that has been developed for years and years and until we can play that we have no idea what's going on we have no idea what direction they're going to push the game in. And we also have no idea um, if it's actually going to feel better or worse. I, it's, it's just so, it's so difficult to relate to what the developers talk about. And I want to quickly add, because I think this kind of ties together some of the points you've already made, which is that 
for some heroes, it's actually much harder to build their ult than others because of barriers, right? And you you alluded to EVA that like actually farming a support ult can be fairly easy. You just ask people to take some chip damage, exactly, you yeah. heal them up, and then you go. Especially with AOE and healers too. Exactly. Whereas what we're trying to say is we want a game where people feel. Okay, well, what I was going to say is, go ahead, let go ahead. Evie, uh, telling your tanks to take chip damage, it's great, but how is that actually communicated to the player in the game? Unless it's you going, drop your barrier, take damage, or <laughs> the tank just do knows to do it. Like, how does he know to do it? It's like, how how, how yes. should your average player know I mean, that you want them don't. to take chip yeah. damage? Yeah. So, so for them, it's, I'll I keep mean, my barrier up all I mean, the time. That's even, for example, of, Ball, please stop fucking grabbing the Mega when I'm Ana and I'm right next to you. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's 20% of my ult, you just went poof, that I could have had. You know, that kind of shit is just like, that's kind of just game knowledge and being aware of your teammates and being capable of understanding yeah. of like, the tank is like, yeah, we need nano for this fight. I should take damage. That's part of their skill is knowing and being aware of what their team needs to be having to be capable of winning the next fight. Right? Even like, even just like the fact that I know that, hey, you know, my Hans is probably going to be doing more chip damage than say my Cassidy. So I'm going to be damage boosting my Hanzo because I need the more ult charge, rather than I'm not going to be doing healing. Because if my tank's not going to be taking the damage from the healing, I need to be helping somebody else deal more damage. So I, Because Mercy is the only character in the game where ult charge is created. Because what happens is it's not just damage boosting to then they do more damage and they get ult charge, proportionate to their additional damage that they've dealt. Mercy gets the, say, if, if I damage boost somebody and they do 30 more, more damage, I get the ult charges if I just did 30 damage. That's what's happening. And so that is doubling, via damage boosting, that is doubling that ult charge across two people, right? And so that's a situation where, like, it causes, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I've lost the plot a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a situation where it's, it's so heavily incentivizes the individual to do what they can, but often people lose track of keeping in mind what they can do by helping somebody else do more on their side because of how I, individualistic the play style is. I, th I think, Evie, you, you went into a lot of detail there, but my, like, I was kind of like thinking, uh, I, I don't know, it, use Valorant as an example. When is it ever a good time to take damage in Valorant? Explain that to me, or CSGO. When is I mean, it a good time to no take damage? There's no incentive because you don't get value from the healing. There is no reason to yeah. take the damage, right? Yeah, yeah. There it's is counterintuitive what Stai is getting at, right? Yeah, this is the thing. So it doesn't feel great as well to take the damage, right? So okay, yeah, as a tank player, like obviously, you know, high level players do know, you know, let's charge the support ultimates and whatnot. Let's take damage when we know we're not going to die. There's nothing that can literally kill us. But to the majority of the player base, why the hell should I put my barrier down to take damage? That's going to damage me. Like, yeah, that makes, I mean, is, we are talking pretty high level for sure. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is fine, which is totally fine. But it, it, this has always been the issue with Overwatch. It's you've got <laughs> this is it. You can go real conspiracy theorists with this, but the issue with Overwatch is 99.9% .9 of all the content creators are in GM and above. There are, there'll be some outliers that maybe they sit in Masters or Diamonds, but everybody else I'm will be right up there. I fully disagree on that. I would say that the loudest I'd say content all the major ones. I, I would say that the loudest content creators are often the ones who care the most and are invested enough in the game to yeah. be at that level of skill. But I'd yeah, say that's, that... That's yeah, yeah. And, and I'd say that in general as a blanketed statement that like, you know what? No, no I think I'm the most prominent no, I agree content with what creators That's are highest. Yeah, are yeah. High. The, the most huge streamers generally, like, yeah, in any sport or activity, really, generally are like the professional level play. That's like the Super Bowl's most yeah, huge. So, like, go Bengals, who day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
what you, so what you tend to get is you get a very like skewed view of higher level play when the majority of players are i, I think they're golden below on ladder so you know sam's always the best example of this he coming in just bashing brig players are like brig's terrible in my game I know, dude. Oh. It's like, yes because she's in gold you know and yeah. it's like you you've always got this issue with overwatch where it's just the content that's being produced is it's got a certain slant to it which you know like even if you're trying to relate to other levels of play it becomes very difficult to do that i mean i've probably suffered from this more than all of you guys to be honest with all the content that i've been making where like you, you can say something and have a major negative reaction from the viewers and you know you could make a video gets two hundred thousand views you're talking about i don't know balance changes or whatever and you disagree with a mercy is a good example this <laughs> so i obviously didn't like mass res and i was like this is terrible it needs to go the amount of hate i received for that was astronomical because it is wait a minute sty i play mercy and i really love jumping out anubis spawn and resin the entire team i've played really well there it's awesome yes it feels awesome it does feel awesome don't get me wrong We've probably all done it, and we all love it. Evie's definitely done it. You love it, right? It's, like, it's great when you do it. But I, I'm gonna so have to you... pause you super quickly. Uh... I'm, I was one of those Mercy players that hated it. Oh, okay. I, I won't throw so you in that. I, so, so a little fun fact that I think you three actually, all three don't don't know is one of the key. Besides the fact that I just started playing Overwatch, played Mercy and enjoyed her, and I didn't have a reason to swap. Besides that, one of the perpetual reasons that I played Mercy more and kept going with it is because I actually have an eye condition where I'm legally blind, but I basically have perfect vision. It's that a few times a day, I will lose my eyesight. I will randomly wow. lose my eyesight for 10 up to 20 seconds. Um, and so ironically enough, the only time I used to hide as mercy is when I lost my vision and I would be like, all right, well, I think my Ash was, you know, not Ash, but like, I think at that time it would be like, I think my Cassie is somewhere back there. I would, without looking, be able to turn, fly to them, be in cover, and then I would only be hiding because I couldn't fucking see. And so ironically enough, I hated the whole hiding mentality because why not be in the fight to try and influence the fight to be a favorable outcome, right? And if at worst, tempo res the one or two people who died, right? And so like, ironically enough, I've, I'm, the point being there is I'm actually very often at odds with Mercy players on average. I typically don't agree a very favorite, like, a very large amount of the time so that is just i don't know completely anecdotal that you might find interesting but yeah i don't like mass res very cool <laughs> and a, a great testament to overwatch's accessibility in general and i think a, you know a reason why so many different heroes can be popular but stai you were you were in the middle of something no yeah no i, I was just saying that like um this goes back to play of the game as well. Look at play of the game. I will honestly say play of the game is the best system ever added to Overwatch because it gives everybody the, the illusion they've just done something awesome. Holy shit. I've just popped tack visor and I've killed everyone. Oh my <laughs> God, look at this guys. I can't believe it. And I yeah. share it. That's what Overwatch is built to be. And a lot of the moments, a lot of the skills in the game are built around that. Like, I don't want to bash on Brig and go on about Brig, but you look at Brig. Why was Brig added to the game? Well, Brig was added to the game to fix the dive meta at the time, which was too dominant. So let's bring in a support that can counter this. That is a... At that point, that was a shift in balance philosophy. They, they hadn't done that before. Well, we all know what that did to the game. And then you start looking at other heroes. You look at Batiste. Why is Batiste in the game with Im Immortality Field? It shuts down those plays that made everyone yeah. want to play. Yeah, so, so it's like... Was Baptiste after Goats? 
Bab was yeah. Bab was no, at the he was very in end goats because there was, was I remember the San Francisco Shock. San Francisco uh, was ran goats Violet was the Bap. only team to play him though. The reason uh, why was because so many you knew this. So many teams had scrammed and gone up the learning curve. They didn't want to switch off. And while it was still super yeah, dominant, Brig still hadn't been nerfed to the point. But Violet actually they the shock ran Bap over Brig. And he he was just that good. I thought small. it was Rascal yeah. with in at the shock at the time. I think it was Rascal playing the Bap. I, I'm not or, I think it was Rascal actually. Wait a minute. Was I think Rascal, Rascal or... on the shock playing back. If I remember, if my memory right. serves me I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I continue. But yeah, there, he was. I 100% remember that they did that. Go on, Sai. I, I mean, Sigma as well is another example. It's you bring out a new hero. You need to make this hero interesting to play. So you look at Reinhardt, you're doing damage or you're shielding. Well, we need to bring a tank out that can maybe do a little bit more, make him a bit more interesting, give him different skills that make him interesting. I think we'll all probably remember the, uh, the, the Sigma, um, origin story video amazing which, which honestly by the was way. amazing incredible. amazing it, it, that is incredible to me I, and they totally should do some sort of mission in overwatch 2 way inside sigma's head that'd be incredible <laughs> like anyway. Krieg in borderlands 3 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. of that story though with the sigma like sigma was cr uh, a character created purely out of was, well magua didn't make yeah, sense yeah, for the yeah. pit. that's it yeah so yeah. sigma was their Zero out of fucking nowhere character that they had zero incentive to write, and they're just like, that. they're yeah. like, they just meet, meet, yeah, they made it. It shows how talented they are, seriously. Yeah, like, but I think it's because they they were they were just basically told, right, guys, we need a new hero in two weeks, make it, and they were given no oversight, so they just went ahead and, and made something great. Because yeah, he was supposed to be <sighs> Malga, but what happened was the abilities didn't fit because Malga is the talent heavy tank, you know, from the. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the stuff, yeah. stuff from yeah, it's a dual minigun kind of thing. Um, it, the skill set just didn't fit with Sigma. So they were like, we need to make something that fits. And they came up with Sigma. Um, but the point I was making is Sigma is, it's an evolution of hero design. It's more complex. It can do more things. And therefore it's just better. <laughs> and then yeah. it's like, okay, we've got another balance problem now. And then what's the next hero going to look like? And then the next hero and then the next hero. What are these heroes going to look like when Overwatch 2 comes out? Are they just going to be absolutely jacked upon steroids? What's I mean so going to look like? I mean, Sojin's got a railgun that appears to fire through multiple targets. Some sort of ultimate. So it, it slides. Is <laughs> That's it a, a dangerous soldier? slope. Dangerous slope. What is this? She yeah. has a railgun that is uh, her primary fire is projectile still. It's like, yeah. how do you make a railgun that's projectile? Do you know what a fucking railgun is? We'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. I mean, so, yeah, it, but like, you know, what are the other heroes? Are they even more like jacked up? Like, it's just. Yeah. Oh God. I, okay. Here's a good. Here's a good conversation point to to build on this. The difference between uh, there's an issue. Let's solve it via balance versus changing for the sake of change. Yeah. Which what, they like, did do. So they did do this for a while, right? When they were enforcing hero bans, they were these heroes are banned. We're the developers. We know oh, best. Right. So we're Holy not letting shit. you. <laughs> oh God! Thank God, Frito's not here. I forgot about that. <laughs> so you do that. <laughs> Listen, at the time. <laughs> There's a ton of feedback. Okay, there's loads of feedback coming in. The game's stale. You can't, you can't let like, goats and it just can't go on forever again. So fix it with balance. No, wait a minute. What we can do is artificially remove heroes to force changes in the meta. So we'll do that. <laughs> is this a good segment? Uh, to, well, yeah, uh, I mean, the, this is the implemented hero bans versus. Yes, this might be a good time to, to, to change tags. We've well, gone down a path a little bit. We had a lot of interesting ideas, <laughs> but 
this gives us a good chance to talk about potentially format changes. Yeah, obviously, we, we will try and forget the Vietnam-inducing PSD that was <laughs> Hero Bands or the Hero, hero pool. Pools. Hero, hero pools. pools that they yeah. called, you know, some form of Hero Bands. Really nothing to do as with a, As a contenders player at the time. I know. Not, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I want to I bring it back to the idea of like, should should there be banning in some form? And I also want to bring it to what was the original inspiration for this, which was Sam's tweet, which I'll maybe ask Sam to elaborate on in a minute. But Sam spoke about... Oh, my fault. I should have done that earlier. My bad. Yeah, Sam spoke about... <laughs> no, no, it was, we had a good chat on other things, so it's good that we saved this. And I'll let you phrase this for yourself, but just to set up the scene here, Sam spoke about how, you know, one-tricking maybe should be bannable because it's, as Samuel or Abby, for reasons, it kind of ruins the it competitive the integrity. Team. Yeah, you're not playing as a team. You shouldn't play. And it's not, it's on not that hard. note, is there ways that we should be able to ban certain heroes to either force broken heroes out the meta for a while or to allow meta diversity or anything like that? So that's the general theme. On that note, Sam, go ahead and elaborate on your point. So I'm going to let you guys follow up with the hero ban talk because as SVB knows, I actually have been neutral on them for a long time. Um, so I'm going to open up with like elaborating my point. I'll let you guys talk about whether or not bans could make it work because that's y'all's forte, not really mine. So my tweet, basically, let me let me define what a one trick is. A one trick is not you have 10 hours on one hero and like even just one on the, a one trick is what I'm what I was talking about is for example the reason why I tweeted this is because I was playing comp and it was actually on the other team I wait 15 minutes for DPS queue which is why I'm not queuing really damage anymore the role is the least impactful in the game and it's not you know I'm not waiting that long and the other team I finally get my game on DPS and the other team has a brand new smurf named Bashin and he has 24 hours on only Bashin in competitive in GM and I'm like look it has nothing to do with player skill. You could be rank one. You could be that one guy who threw down to zero SR that got rank one from going negative in season two. I don't know if you guys remember that happened. That guy got rank one with a 3% win rate on May, and everyone was like, what the heck? So that was fun fact. Um, maybe the only May... Oh, no, Kaiser hit rank one on May. I was wrong. Never mind. But regardless... Um, it, it's about setting up the proper atmosphere. And to quote Jeff Kaplan, game design is about art and science and player perception. And that's a quote that really hit home with me and it really made me think. It's a perception issue because right now where the game's at, there's no competitive integrity at all in comp. We all gave it under a five. That's worse than <laughs> my physics grade in high school. And that was pretty <laughs> bad. All right. I'm just saying, you don't want me in the physics classroom. All right. But, or Baining Sigma for that matter. Uh, but, you know, it's, you have to do something that make your player base want to play. And I'm sorry, comp, just because you paid for the game is not a right. It is a privilege. You go into a team base, the only proper way to play Overwatch is as a team. Now, if you want a one trick as a six stack, that is totally fine. Totally fine. Go do it. That is team play. That's encouraging the healthy Overwatch play style. Look at Clockwork Vendetta. Look at that storyline, that narrative. That was a beautiful narrative, right? And that was team play. But, you know, if you're not willing to, you're, you're signing up for team play when you queue competitive. And if you want to main a character or practice character, totally fine. But the most egregious examples, the Bastion account that has, you know, 100 hours on Bastion and no other hero, for example, or really whatever hero maybe, it doesn't even matter how good the character is or how bad the character is. Like, that's a no-brainer. 
I'm not saying your average player who plays maybe 10 hours a season, who plays 10 hours on on uh, on Brig, and then for 30 minutes will play, you know, Zen. Like I'm, we can let that slide. But the most egregious examples, like th there's no place for that in, in this team-based game. And that's my opinion. That's my take. Now, if you guys want to um, emphasize on that, comment on that, or talk about how hero bands could fix it, I'm I honestly have not thought about hero bands enough over mm -hmm. the years. I've kind of let them do that. Um, so I'm, what do y'all say? So there's no place for it in the game, but the game allows you yeah, to do like, this. And this is always the issue with the game. So you talk about the Bastion in GM, the one trick Bastion. Well, it's in GM. So in their mind, well, this is fine. Yeah. The, the issue with Bastion has always been, it's almost like a 50-50. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. The team plays with the Bastion. The Bastion forces them to play with it or you lose. And so they don't care. They have like a very warped sort of perspective of what's going on in, in, in comp because mm. it's just... See the win or lose based off think, what they appear their teams doing, not them. Um, as somebody who tracked thousands of my matches as a true one trick, which by the way, uh, Sam, here you go. Here's a picture if you want some PTSD. That was <laughs> truly my profile. Oh, the old profiles back. The old. Oh my god, I forgot that about was, that. The season three top five hundred. Oh man. Why did they ever remove the hover over the profiles? That gave me the quick. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about what? that one later. We will definitely talk about that one later. But, um, but yeah, so the chat, thing is, this is, is that, what EVA is talking about. So the thing is, is that as somebody who not only has that much time as a true one trick, but I was very, uh, weird about it, uh, tracking my matches where I have data sets of thousands of matches and I have the map it was played on, whether or not I won. This isn't weird. Score. This is cool. And so because of that i think that the mentality of say if i was a 46 i, I peaked 4660 as a true one trick mercy the thing that keeps in mind there were still plenty of people who hated me because of the lack of flexibility and being capable of swapping to what the team in their mind was the favorable mm. outcome to win that match right because mm. of the meta it works for a reason right mm -hmm. um with that being said that's why we have one tricks who can still be 4,300, 4,400 is because of, because of all these tracking of stats. I can tell you, for example, in season three, my King's Row win rate as Mercy was like 28%. And then because oh. I analyzed that and was like, all right, well, King's Row is a negative match for me, a negative map for me. I, over the course of a season, brought that win rate up to like 64%. But that is an example of how... One tricks can stay up at this elo, not even necessarily because they're, oh, they're winning and losing, blah, 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 but because certain maps are more favorable for that one trick character and yeah. or p other people's perception of that character and the player. And so I think one tricking performance based wise is actually incredible asset to the team who are willing to be like, we have a very good player on this character. Mm -hmm. If we make one change, maybe instantly we will stomp the enemy team. But people's but the, perception the of mentality not... of that though is I have to change to facilitate yes, exactly. you, and right. I'm playing this game, so exactly. get off mercy, and that's what you get. Yeah. And, and it's yes, the domino. I'd, argue, and I'd argue that it. isn't a good thing, right? I'd argue no. having to having to adapt to other people because they're not willing to make a change is like, what, well, then why should I make the change? If you're if the entire point is you're not willing to make a change, why should I? And that's completely valid, but it's, I think it's... The game forces to... that confrontation, though, and it shouldn't. Exactly. And it really You know where I was not... trying to set up my tweet to go next after that? Go, go. You right. know what could solve that? Group keel. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah. that, first of all, great point. And can I make an analogy real quick that I love to make to kind of emphasize mm -hmm. that and why I think this hits size point, the nail right in the head here about Blizzard and the format, the game sets up that confrontation and that's why it's on Blizzard to try to improve it, but we never tried to do it. So you go to a steakhouse, right? You, you go to the steakhouse to order a steak, but the game, when they, when they, when they deliver it to you, you get chicken, right? The chicken still very well could be a great meal, but you went in there and you, you <laughs> ordered a steak. Why am I getting chicken? I mean, listen, if somebody brought me spicy nuggets from Wendy's at a steakhouse, I love spicy nuggets. <laughs> damn it. I'm in a steakhouse. I want a steak. And it's about delivering what should be promised. It's not about how effective or good the new meal that you're being received is. It's about the player perception. And that's my big problem. I'm not saying it's not effective. It is effective. In fact, it's almost better at times to grind one hero. Like if you look at my profile in season 17, I swapped to be a brig main because I was, a, or, or for whatever it was, doesn't matter, to learn, to learn goats, right? So, I, I'm not trying to doubt the effectiveness, and in fact, that's really impressive that you actually tracked your stats and were able to improve upon, you know, all, all, all the low win rates. Not everyone has the brain power and can A testament to, to why that, that would be good for everyone, by the way. Yeah. Like, having those stats for everyone would be great. That would be awesome! That Please. Like, I should okay, have, I, have I, a I, fucking spreadsheet to find I, yeah, out yeah. my win rate for Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to have a spreadsheet. This was this is CS source, so this is a long time ago. I used to have a spreadsheet that would analyze all of my performance in that, and it makes you a better player because you it can does. see where you're going wrong, and you, you become a lot better. It's it, the thing with Overwatch has been even if an average player sits down and watches a replay back, which the game it's easy to do this. You can see so many mistakes, and you don't have to be some sort of high level pro coach. You don't even have to be anything. You can watch your own game back and go, "Why the hell have I just done that?" And you become a better player. <laughs> so I just wish more players did that, but they don't. Because they want to play Overwatch, and, and it's not about games, but... it's per, it's perception and motivation, and it's on Blizzard as the game leaders. I'm okay, like, Sam. Okay, you you remember ahead. you remember when Jeff made a uh, a dev update? Mm -hmm. Guys, don't be toxic to each other. I was <laughs> myself laughing. I'm like, is this real? Because this <laughs> that this was not great. I won't lie. This is a this is your issue. You, you created this. this. Yeah. yeah. So what? Format. So that to me, yeah, that to me was like. That was a nail in the coffin of like, oh yeah. shit, they don't know what they're doing with this. They're like, uh, guys, don't be nasty to each other. Please play, what is it? Uh, play Farah, play Farah, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great friends. on paper, but like, it's, it's our own decisions that lead to this conversation. And it's on us. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying it's 100% doable. But we could absolutely make the steps to create that better environment. And it's our responsibility not our, but Blizzard's responsibility, I guess kind of on us too as content creators, which, you know, I kind of struggle with sometimes. I get told it all the time. But it, it's, you got to go above and beyond. Like, that's what made Overwatch so beautiful when it first came out. Nothing like it had ever been seen, right? And well, that if you made throw the hero bands into this and you go, yeah, does go this ahead. fix the issues? It doesn't because you listen to what Evie just said. Well, I, I don't want a mercy on my team. So I just, I'm going to ban mercy. Well, that's no good. Mm -hmm. You've got what is an extremely talented Mercy player that is probably going to help you win that match if you're going to be fluid and flexible and fit them in. But no, you ban them because you just want to play the same comp over and over again. So with hero bans, if you let the player base start doing the bans, you will get a trickle down from the content creators who are all going, this is the meta, play this meta, you will get better at the game, you'll win more games. 
tons of heroes end up getting banned and it will be the same bands over and over again you'll see this in, in like you know league of legends dota whatever you see it, it, it's the same thing and it filters through so i think when you look at what blizzard tried to do with hero pools that was them trying to be sort of like quote fair with hero bands going okay it's now these five heroes or four heroes or whatever it was you don't get to play this week but these other heroes do and then it's you know which was stupid because when they implemented that into overwatch league I mean, imagine you being... They had the cat. Oh, they had okay. the cat. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. So I forgot stupid. about the May. cat. May was the one, wasn't she, for ages? But imagine if you are... I love the pets. Don't get me Wait, wrong. excuse me. Am I missing out here? The cat? Did you let Zoe's cat decide Zoe's cat. the bands one, one time? Decided the bands, no yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they let the, they let the cat. cat pick the... And then Mr. X's dog did it. And look, I love the pets, to be honest. No, that was fun. I liked it. But, but think of it speaking of competitive integrity, letting a cat yeah, randomly draw up the hero band. But anyways, I got, I got, I got. My point is, you like Mercy or May or Soldier or Genji or whatever. That's the hero you play. You want to watch a pro play this? You load up the Overwatch League broadcast. Sorry, Genji's banned, and you're like, oh, I want to watch Genji play. That's how players are. Yeah. They're not like I want to watch Gladiators. I want to watch Spitfire. They want to watch their hero played at a high level, and it's banned. And I'm sitting there like. What is this? This is so. It's such oh, a bad do you know? Yeah, but really stop. Stop. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I got. I got. I'm quick. pretty sure Echo came out and then got banned. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. like, I remember yeah. sitting there like, they were probably. <laughs> I was happened, so yeah. mad. I had Echo videos popping off, and like that was back when I'm obviously I'm not really grinding YouTube right now, just because like there's no content, there's no point. I remember being be so it. mad, dude. I literally like I had so like I was rank one on I was the highest ranked Echo main on the ladder at the time because this is when I was still yeah. grinding my mechanics. I had like an eighty percent win rate. People were coming for Echo gameplay. And I'm like I can't fucking play the hero. I about lost my mind. I I was I was imagine me like getting worked up. Like I was hit. Could you imagine a world where let's make it let's let's intentionally make it worse? What if it was a hero ban per like diamond? May was banned and then in a. Masters, oh. Ryan was banned. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're going too down the rabbit hole, and you know, I, you Frito know, is rolling I, in his grave. Well, right I mean, now. I mean I, like, I'm also, I'm also Look, really I, resisting I love... the temptation to argue on the hero bands point. I, that's a whole <laughs> other two-hour podcast. <laughs> but what I want to, what, what I want to bring it back to is that does it all come back to the same idea of like, well, there's no one way to play comp though, or even Overwatch League for that matter. But certainly, in speaking our experiences of comp, like. There's nothing that says when you hit the Q comp button that you have to play a certain way of Overwatch. For some people, it's RPG there Overwatch where they want trick. Go ahead, Sam. There is one way, and that's as a team. The specific. No, but there's no way that says that. Who's no, where does it say that? Where does it say that? Team-based shooter in the game genre. I mean, but when I click competitive, when I pick competitive, I mean, it, it doesn't tell me. There too, but like you know, it's 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 in the proofs in the pudding. Like it's a team game now. Maybe I'm a very logically driven person, so like I that's how I like I see step one, two. I pull this string, XYZ happens, right? Or exactly. like whatever. So, like, that's just my POV, and I understand that not everyone sees it that way, but that let me rephrase that's what it should say, and that's what it implies through the game genre. Continue. I'm sorry, that was bad. Yeah, no, no, it's correct. You're correct that maybe that's what it should say, but the, the, the whole problem that all this comes back to is like. Well, some people want to ban hero because they feel like that would add depth. Some people are like, well, I just want to one trick a hero because I want to play RPG Overwatch and I like playing this character. Some people are like, let's hard meta, right? And so other people will disagree on what the hard meta even is. Then some people are like, well, I don't care about the meta. I want to play whatever these six people feel like playing. So the problem really, I think, 
we can all disagree on the ins and outs. And one of us might say hero bans are good. One of them might say hero bans are bad. One might say one tricking is good. One might say one tricking is bad. But does it all come down to the fact that, well, we just can't agree on what a competitive game should look like? Like when you queue up competitive ladder, I mean. Or certainly no. Blizzard can't. Blizzard can't I don't think decide so. and tell you. Go ahead. I can pretty easily come to a conclusion. Blizzard know what they want, and it was like what they wanted originally with with the the, the base for uh, PvP, which was six v six. That's what they want, but they cannot have that because it, it's not conducive to, a, to to facilitate in fast games being built with six v six. You just cannot do it. While it is the best way to play Overwatch, it is also the most difficult way to, you know, people do not want to sit there in a queue. It's okay if you're sitting on a stream. You can watch pissing Gordon Ramsay or some shit. It's actually good. Because it's quite difficult to talk to your chat when you're playing Overwatch. There's too much shit going on. So it's like, you know what? Great. It's a nice little break. Let's farm some subs. I don't know. Something like that. But to the average player, you're like, you've got the game minimized. And you're just doing some other shit. And then you're like, Minecraft. why? Would the game going free to play make that cute? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And eventually mm -hmm. that'll happen. And it needs to. We'll get loads of hackers, but it's the price you pay. <laughs> we have a better way to catch them than any other game, though. We do with replays, and there's a lot, lot of ways to catch them. Thankfully, we do. And actually, there was um, I don't have um, you guys can probably find this if you search for it. But Activision Blizzard quite they recently bought the source code for a machine learning algorithm, which was a, it was basically a bot for for hacking, and it was so good you couldn't detect it. Apparently, uh, but the guy released the source code just before he sold it to Activision Blizzard, so it, it went out. And there's like more advanced versions of this out there. Um, so there, hacking is a a, a major worry. Especially when it can be done on that kind of level, beyond just like you know stupid aim bots and whatever. But yeah. this is where you come in with like the face it style system, and you go, okay, the ladder's completely free to play, the game's free to play, PVE. Let's sell it as a DLC or whatever. Who cares? And then you've got right. You want to get serious? Well, it, you have to buy some sort of access into this, or you need some sort of. It, it can't even. It, can, it can't even be like a level requirement on the account. It can't be. Yeah. I mean, I know we've got what is it like level twenty five or something now, but you can't go. Stop it, I think I've seen in the chat people were talking about like fifty percent achievement requirements and things like that. But they're just crazy. All of that can be farmed, and you can always get to that level. So there needs to be. If you go free to play, you need to have some sort of a way. I think of because I don't think you're anti cheating. would be a start too. Tone verification requirement to play ranked. Right now, you yeah. have to be on top five hundred. And that's yeah. how it is in Warzone as well to make yeah. an account. Yeah. That didn't and and stop Activision it. know hacking with Warzone. They've had fun with that, ain't they? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, it, there's a lot of problems. But Evie, I, I do think cars play, flying around. unanimously it, it is good for the game because more people will play it. Look at Apex Legends, right? Um, sure. They're doing okay. They keep growing. They keep growing. Overwatch isn't growing, is it? It's just like... But, but the, the thing with Overwatch and free-to-play is the game isn't built to sustain free-to-play. You don't have the monetization systems in the game for it. The, the loot boxes, it's, it's old news. You know, they I need mean, different systems I mean, and monetization. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't stuff. have loot boxes in Overwatch 2, for example. I don't think we, so I don't think we will because loot boxes are banned in a lot of European countries. Mm. I think developers are moving so, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, but, but again, it's kind of this idea that the more... You can make comp more... You can give it more integrity or ways to abuse it less likely, but that also increases the barrier to entry, right? So you, if you add mobile verification, what, you guys don't have phones? Like some people are like, well, I don't, I don't want to do but that. But if your player base is 10 times as large, then you're laughing. Yeah. Well, That's this is the question, though, but there's always, there's always a cost. The bank, as the saying goes. There's yeah, always the, a cost, oh, yeah. though, right? 
There, there is, there is. There's no, there's no easy solution to these problems. That's that's the issue. But you got to commit this... and, and tackle it head on, and that's something I feel like we struggle with a lot. You, is like... yes, definitely, Sam. You, you can argue 100 percent that they've never really just committed to anything and gone for it. It's always kind of been like. We'll do a bit middle, of this. We'll, we'll try a bit of that. Like, commit. Yeah. What's your identity? Are you a steakhouse or are you McDonald's? Because both are very <laughs> valuable business strategies, right? Both are. But if you're in the middle on this, I draw this chart all the time. Like, there's um in business, like this is what my dad kind of taught me is you know there's high end expensive stuff and there's like four different squares in the spectrum, like and and a per perpendicular chart in the middle. I'm terrible at art. Literally, got to be in art class. I was that kid. Just for context here, um, you're either High-end expensive or low-end cheap. But the worst place you could be is in the middle because you don't have a product identity and a consumer base to identify with, right? And I feel like that's kind of what we did. We didn't choose to be have a competitive true format, but we also didn't make it completely casual either. And we're kind of stuck in the middle. And I feel like we can apply that to a lot of different things, but we just got to commit. I'm not sure what the specifics would be, and I'm sorry for cutting you off again. Um, no, I mean, I mean, I think, the, I mean, we aren't here to, uh, debate semantics and specifics. I mean, oh yeah, so I probably want to talk. And yeah. so, like, no, I know. I, I'm. My point being, your analogy, even if it is one track food, um, is makes complete sense. Like, there's no focus. Like, the the player base is either you know you're paying for a game, but also at the same time you're getting. It doesn't feel like we're getting a full paid experience in in some ways when it comes to but, the focus of competitive <laughs> integrity. Even with Sam's crazy analogy, like, look at what they've tried to do. So roll queue is a way of going, you've stepped into the restaurant, but here, hang on, there's roll queue. So you, you're 100% going to get six items of food, right, in the restaurant. It's not going to just be <laughs> it could all be the same. Nuggets. It's going to be different. Could be steak. Go even know. further back. Go even further back when um, there was just, you could play the same hero. The whole team could be six Lucios. You know, it, so they, they kind of do make these little changes. They try to fix things, but it's just, I don't know. I don't like Overwatch. Yeah. It has the McDonald's option with quick play and the arcade. And that's where people play. And it's play. great. I know loads of people that play together regularly and have done for years and years and years. It's, it's normally on console because I'm like a bit of a, in my real life friends, I'm a bit of an outlier. I'm like in the UK. Most people play on Xboxes and God knows what. They're not generally playing on the PC. Not in my age group anyway, but they're all playing on consoles, they're playing on the Xboxes, the Playstations, and they're just playing together and they're having fun and they're really enjoying it. The skill levels are all over the place. They don't care. They come to me, they tell me stories of things that have happened here, and I'm like, wow, this is great. That's the Overwatch experience Blizzard is selling. And by the way, we've tacked on this competitive. Uh, oh God, now we've got this Overwatch League thing. Uh, so we need to start trying to develop some sort of system for all of this stuff. And then we end up with what we have sort of gone through over the last few years, I think, where we end up with a competitive system, which is well like we said doesn't really have much integrity because it lacks a hell of a lot of the the, the baseline systems like why isn't there a, a comprehensive scoreboard oh wait oh wait there actually was and then they removed it out of the game well we, we'll get rid of that because of toxicity issues right wait, what, what okay was it? that's fine oh there, there was. you haven't seen this yeah there was a scoreboard yeah pre-release there was a scoreboard yeah. in watch Oh wow! I was writing Minecraft at the time. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, do you want to find a screenshot super quickly? Yeah. But my issue is right. Okay, get that out of quick play, but leave it in comp. Why was it just got rid of everything? It's like this also brings me to yes. This is what I was going to bring up. So this is another thing: the private profile and the hover thing. That's something we wanted to bring up, right? Sty, is that something you wanted to talk about, or you? Yeah. So the the hover thing. Jesus Christ! Like, 
Um, I'm hoping this is something we get for Overwatch 2, where we can actually show on our profile our preferred heroes that we, that we want to play. You know, so look at what we play. You know, these are the tanks I play, these are the supports I play, whatever. So people get an idea. Um, oh, the hover, I don't know why they ever removed that, because that at a glance let you quickly look. Did they even look. mention that in patch notes? No, 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 it was just They gone. did. I, they, I remember they, the they reason they gave. I remember the reason they gave. So I remember Jeff, it might have been in the Discord. I can't remember where he said it. That was my favorite He said, that. basically... The problem with the hover is that it's locking people into the roles that they start with, and we don't want to force people. So basically, if they're like, if they're like, they have five hours on Mercy, and they hover over people, like, well, you must only play Mercy, so play Mercy. So he felt like it was locking people into the heroes they started playing with. This is depressing. I, mean, I can't, I can't deny that that's Sorry. the case, but at the same time, it's the people. And role queue, anyway. that's not a problem anymore either. True. So. True. Roll Q. Let's let's true. say that that's yeah, a valid argument, which I don't think it is. Q, right? Uh, yes, it was. Private profiles were added before, um, and I think because here's the thing with private profiles too that I've talked about, it didn't stop any of the toxicity no, at all. In fact, in fact it, it made people more it mad. Like worse. it's just yeah. like because now like it's another point of confrontation. Mm -hmm. Sam, why is your profile private? You know, show me your profile. You get that at the start of games, mm. and and rightfully yeah. so because you want to know what these people play. Because yeah, there are some people like, who would use point. it for the wrong information, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. we continuously punish the people who would use it for the right reasons, taking more competitive integrity yeah. away from the game. Like, remember when we look, see old charges? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, hold on. I need, to, I need to get some water. Hold on. Oh my yeah. God, remind me. Oh my goodness. Well, again, this come this just brings us back to that same issue, right? It's like. We want to be a competitive game, and Aaron Keller is like, I really want to watch 2 to be more competitive, but then we take decisions that don't further that end, right? Where we're not giving people all the information that a competitive game would give them. And this is another example. We got on screen now the, the stat board, but the whole yeah. not, not giving prior profiles, not giving uh, number information in-game as well. We spoke about this before the call started, but if I want to know how much damage a fire strike does, I have to go to fucking Google and yeah, Gamepedia. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how much damage a fire strike does. So if I wanted to figure out, well, what is the maths on Reinhardt killing X thing? I have to either intuit that in game. Because again, I, I don't even know how much damage a swing does. It's not like a number that pops up. If I hit someone, it's not like a number that pops up. Oh, that's I have to like, they did have that. Okay. I think they did have that. They had um, floating damage text. That was in a build of the game, that was. And then they got rid of it. That should just be it, optional. That should be in the yeah, game, but yeah. opt in 100%. Because mm. it would be yeah. so useful. I mean, right now, if you want to see the damage numbers, you can load up workshop modes and check out the damage numbers. You know, there are ways of doing it. But again, that's like so far and beyond any average player who's not going to go, well, I'm going to go and find the workshop code to find out the damage of this and that. They're just never going to I mean, do that. Hell, I'm a content creator. I don't even know where the fuck a works. I don't know what codes avail have, are available that have that. I would love to load that up. And Sam, like, for example, got that... Uh, he, Sam, I'm just talking about you there. You got that screenshot brought up of how far Briggs Inspire is, right? Which, again, it's like yeah. there's no... Four times no way the to volume of Lucia. Yeah, it's four, but four again, it's like these volume. these pieces of information are not clear at all, and that oh, allow and misinformation always makes it harder. Sorry, go ahead. Cone visualized, for example, as well, stuff like that of like AOE abilities that we take for granted. Visualized EMP. Well, Enormous. EMP, but no, I was I was mentioning. Have you seen Lucio Boop visualize the cone? Mm -mm. I can't remember the the creator, but somebody put it out Arky, to their, their mission to like. Visualize abilities that we take for granted, like uh, Cassidy Flashbang 2. How fucking oh, large God, that, that shit is! Oh, massive. Yes. Yeah. That shit is massive. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, someone else keep going. Um, 
Speaking no, but of I guess food, Taco Bell. <laughs> Sam, you finally of all that talk about steak, and you went and got a taco. Taco <laughs> my taco. All right, all right. Before we go deeper down the food analogy, I think the point being that we we're we're denied a lot of information. This is where the private profile thing comes in, right? With the idea of almost like more information would make us more toxic. But are what we are saying in this call is that are we saying? No, we want more information to help us be better informed. In the right setting. And that's the core issue, right? We don't attack the fundamentals because we're getting to the nitty gritty the same way as Blizzard did, right? But we need to set up the core issue, the foundation, because all like we, t- we could talk hero bands. We could talk hero information. We could talk all that as much as we want. But the most important thing is that we've neglected is that we have never set the stage for that information or whatever it may be because it could be anything to actually be applied in a healthy way that we can learn from and improve. Whenever I stack with my buddies, whether it be a Warzone or this game or scrims, all of that information is still the same, right? What's the difference? It's the setting that Blizzard supplies us to use it in. And we've never once in this game's history done that so why not try it right it's not going to be perfect you're still always going to have that one dumbass i mean look at me right but you know it'd be better than it is now so like i don't want to argue too much in the nitty-gritty we just have to find the right place and setting an environment to make sure that information is actually useful and that's how you take the game to its peak potential in my opinion i might be wrong but i mean i agree yeah and Stacey, the issue is you can weaponize this information this is the problem so if you're looking at a scoreboard and you're looking at dps and you've got i don't know a mccree and he's got no eliminations and we're like pretty far into the game we're like well clearly this is the reason why we are losing this is evidence it's irrefutable this guy's terrible i don't want him on my team anymore so what would you do in that scenario you would is not it, be like is it hi like yo soldier we need flashbang can you go cassidy is to, to perception wise to all yeah. of us that doesn't feel toxic now is it no 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 but no to the average player Asking someone to swap is like telling them you are the worst player on this team. No, no. Yeah, it's saying that. you're f- you've failed at the hero you have selected to play because you are you think you are good at that hero. I am telling you, you are bad. And the moment you've got evidence to sort of support that, you're like, Haha, I told you so. You are bad. This is Blizzard's issue, and this is why they didn't have a scoreboard in the game. The the thing is, I would argue, and the counterpoint to this is, just leave the scoreboard in comp and get rid of it in quick play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and another thing I'll say about Overwatch Quick Play, why isn't it why isn't it the same as uh, competitive? Uh, the format, I, yeah, I yeah. was going to say that because like I, I was Apex, talking about a quick Look, ranked pl- or something like that. You're completely right. Yeah. That, you're crazy. not being you're not being um, you're not being trained for competitive. You're just trained to piss about. So then you go into competitive and go, well, I'm having a really fun time, and suddenly I'm being told I can't play this hero. This is the com- you know everything is more serious, but the format is different. Uh, Apex, you just play normal Apex on ranked. It's exactly the same as ranked. So you don't care in your head. You're playing the, the unranked mode, having fun, but you're in a way learning the ranked mode and you're kind of getting a little bit more prepared for it and it sets you up a little bit better for it. Obviously, it's a completely different genre with it being BR, but and, and this is the problem with Overwatch. What can we compare it to? Team Fortress 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to forge your own path. Be proactive. Make a choice. Yeah. Here's the reality. Competitive in its competition in its nature is not always sunshine and daisies. And no, it if- isn't. It isn't. No, no, Sam. Th- so this is the other issue with, with you are out there to kill and destroy the enemy team. You're not there to make friends with them, right? 
the people on your team are your allies and you destroy the enemy, right? Th yeah. This is how it is. When I played sports, that's exactly how we were trained. You do not talk to the other team. You go out there and you deal with them, right? That's it. Yeah. You're, not in, you're not standing in a tunnel going, hey, guys, you had a great weekend. Let's go and play some football. No, it was they die, you win, oh, win. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, that's a very, like, extreme view of, of, mm -hmm. of competitive. A lot of Overwatch League teams would operate like that, and rightfully so, because you're there to win. You're not there to be friends with people. You're there yeah. to win. A lot of pro teams would operate like that. But when you put that in the world of Overwatch, which is welcoming, which is we're all having fun together. I've, I've had a ton of fun in quick play. I'm going to try and play comp. For some reason, I've queued into Sam, and he's just going mental at me. Well, oh, oh man, this is not the experience I wanted. But it's like, yeah, hello, we're in competitive. We're here to win. That's because you've got the mentality to win. You want to win at any cost. But players are going into this, <laughs> into this machine of comp, not equipped for that. And it's a, it's, ugh. But again, this is what I keep harping on about because it's like, well, there's that school of thought, which is like competitive yeah. means this, but that doesn't, yeah. it's not what it means to a lot of people. A lot of people no, hear no, what you no. just said, Stein, and they're like, that 100%. sounds shit. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, right? Like, who would want to play that as a game? See, this is a game, right? It has to be entertainment. It's got to be fun. It's not like do or die. I'm stressed out of my mind. I cannot believe it. But that's what Overwatch comp is because you go in, you go on a losing streak and you're like, this ain't my fault. It might be, might not be. But the perception but you've got is it's nothing to do with me. You're completely right. And I actually agree but, with you. But you know how we can solve that? <laughs> don't play Overwatch. No, I don't. Group Q. So Group Q. this is the problem. So that you they and gave your themselves these issues. So can learn to solve these perfect, problems. But it's better. Well, think think of like the the game flow of overwatch you you log into overwatch you're looking at the main menu you, you go to the play cards okay quick play arcade you know what comp or whatever imagine if you went into overwatch but you were actually going into let's say there was a fully functioning clan system guild system you're going into a community and maybe there's a bunch of players in there of your rank and you can start building teams together within your guild that you're a part of mm -hmm. You don't, it doesn't always have to be the same team, but if it's gold-rated players, there may be, I don't know, 100 gold players in this guild. You're already getting familiar. You're getting to know each other. The problem with Overwatch is when you queue in to a match with people, you don't know who they are, so you're immediately hostile to them the moment they say anything to you. Now, yep. you guys are lucky. You play on NA servers. If you play on EU, oh, good fucking oh. luck with any I, of that. I had team. EU teammates. I yeah. heard stories like, oh, my God. The language issues are terrible. You know, not everyone speaks English, obviously. And when people do speak English, they can be very abrupt. They don't mean to be. But they can be very direct. Yeah. Your trash tracer changed now. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, that's not great, is it? Yeah, you're like, who the fuck, man? You're telling me to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. NA is a, a bit different. It's a bit. I'd say NA is is, is a lot easier as, as an English speaking person, anyway, yeah. to sort of deal with that stuff. Um, but yeah, imagine you go into a system. You you you're kind of getting to know players around your rank you're not just being randomly placed with them that makes you more friendly towards them so you understand them a little bit more right you're and put you're... in the effort together yes yeah because the game's yeah. allowing you to do it right oh, you're not just going in going right all i'm doing is clicking a random play button let's go who do i get this game you guys obviously queue into the same people quite often so you'll know okay i've got a, a ball one trick i've got whatever you know we're gonna have to work around it but for the majority of players, it's different people every single time. I don't want to make friends with these people. And the moment they start talking, it's often quite hostile just because of the way the game's set up. Mm -hmm. But 
that's probably not a solution to it anyway. And again, this just goes back to the whole issue. There isn't really an easy solution to this because deep down, you need the random dynamic cues else you just can't fill matches and your game will will then die out. <laughs> Here, here's the best, and this is why I think this is the best case scenario for us because we've kind of walked down the path of letting everything kind of play out. And especially this is why I reemphasize the point of like, if you look at how all the big Warzone streamers stack together, those people and those creators could lead by example in a group queue. And the number one, because we can't change the reality of that style. You're completely right. Uh, it's unchangeable. That is how, that is human nature. It's been proven through psychology. It's, it's, it is just facts, right? What you can change is player perception. And that's where I go back to what Jeff said, art, science, perception, right? This is, we have to look at the art side of it because that's the best case scenario that we can find. And let the let the figureheads of gaming that will come back and play this game, they will. Let them set the example and give your content creators the tools to set that bar. Because if you put us in a team environment, we will thrive. We will work together and we will show people, hey, like, yo, like, look, we might be playing poorly here, but that's not personal. Let's do what we can. The thing is, though, it. Sam, that, that, that shouldn't depend on content creators. The game should be good enough to actually You're communicate right. that to its players. If they're relying on content creators, that's not because it's, it's a start. Look at what happened with um, Sinatra. Look at what happened with Sinatra. You've got a skin in the game, and then we get all of that drama coming through. Blizzard are in a very difficult position. Then, like, of course, we've seen everything that happened with uh, Cassidy being renamed. Also, so, so many people don't even ever listen or watch the con content creators at all. Like, in fact, yeah, maybe so this even is the majority the thing of people. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 completely you true. Gotta, well. You got to start a trend somewhere. Well, like, the trend should be, start with the specific people. It's like. It's more so if you create, I, I think you're right. Sorry. It, it, it's you s create the format, the group queue with clans and stuff, and the content creators will come and play that. And then it will show your average gamer. And either way, even if it's only 50% of them, right? 50% of the huge player boost we're going to get for, because the reality is not everyone's going to stick around and play the game. That's, that's just, no, you know, no. that's just the state of life. But that is best case scenario. Cause not, not, and that is the one thing that I, you know, I've, struggle with as well as like i want perfection in everything i do in my life and it's hard to wrap your head around a concept that is unsolvable right so in these situations i think we just have to do the best we can and i see that cue directly stopping a lot of those problems before it happens better than any way we've tried to implement features to do it through the game now and it's not perfect you're right and a lot of the things you're saying are spot on and correct that being said, I don't see a better alternative to that to get the true experience of Overwatch that will keep our game in that tier one competition aspect than what we have now. And it's not perfect, well, I, right, but I agree with you, Sina. I agree with you. And all I would do is I would take it one step back. You know, you're saying give it to the contractors, let them be the example. I would just well, take I'm it one step back and be make the format, and then yeah. they will play that format, and then you're a consumer. And if you look at how a lot of the game titles have blown up, you know. Even pre-Among Us, even Fortnite, you could argue, right? But Among Us was like the, the very obvious one where it's like, okay, well, damn, this game came out. It was out for two years, came out of nowhere. Everyone started playing it. Boom! You know, multiplayer of the year. Incredible, right? I continue to be sorry to interrupt you. No, no, I was just going to say that. I, th I just think it has to come from the devs. That's all I was going to say is that. Yeah, that, that's I, what I what I, what I, I Yeah. Phrase that. No, and no. They, they start it. The creators use the tool they give them. And then. Uh, uh, well, I, I think, Sam, like, so I'm on record. I, I went in on Blizzard uh, PR and all of that stuff because I've dealt with them for a very long time. 
uh, on Twitter. It got a ton of interaction and all of that stuff. But it it, it does, and, and we've experienced this now. Blizzard are actively trying to talk to us, and they've never ever done this before. You know, no one ever spoke to me at Blizzard before any of this. It was I'm trying to go through Blizzard PR. I'm trying to like you know send emails to Jeff, trying to get any yeah, kind of information. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like it shouldn't be like that. And then you'd look at other titles. You'd look at um apex you'd look at valorant and you see oh my god these guys are actually supporting creators now what svb said is completely correct creators are not they're not going to make or break your game your game needs to be good on some sort of level it needs to, it needs to be a, a good offering they'll latch onto it they'll start making content yeah it acts as a massive free uh, marketing machine for your game especially if they can play together and they can keep coming back well they're going to keep coming back sure um but it's not that shouldn't be they shouldn't what, what i guess what i'm trying to say is the game the developers shouldn't be underpinning that that's something additional teams can do community managers pr things like that they can work on that external to the game they don't have to be it's not the developer's job to go holy shit i need to make something now so sty can make better overanalyzed videos or whatever right because if, if i don't do that he's not going to do it and holy shit it's like no you yeah. know we were like overanalyzed my my stupid vod review series i was doing that for literally since 2016 there was no replay viewer there we're just watching youtube vod back you know vods back it, <laughs> so you, you work but, yeah but the thing is though that's a good example if you work around it you make it you make it work if you if the game is good enough right yeah if the 100%. underlying foundation is is worth your effort and time so, i agree with you i think i phrased what i was saying poorly i i you, you are i agree with what you're saying i should have said that part i don't even think you did as that no, no, I don't think you did because the other thing as well is content creators do need assistance. Like a lot of people from the outside think that you can just you can just do what you like. It's yeah, all great yeah, and fine, no, but you no. kind of do need assistance. You know, knowing when, uh, let's say, uh, the experimental card was going to update, mm -hmm. right? Now, I don't care if Blizzard want to arrest me for this or whatever, but we, we had like a two days heads up on that. So we knew. We knew what the patch notes were. Well, this is great. Right? This means you can go, hey, I can plan this and i can maybe think about cool content to make around this you know mm -hmm. and that helps that really does help and that is not the game that is teams inside blizzard who are trying to do that and they're way behind they're way behind the industry for that kind of stuff so yeah i just i just think like when if, if we go down the path of going blizzard need to do things in the game to make content creators play um, it, it links into what SVB said. The majority of the player base don't watch content creators, even if it's XQC, even if it's Doctor Disrespect, they don't watch them. Even can if I, they've got I ten million views on a VOD. Statement? Can I rephrase my initial statement? No, it's that's it now. You, it's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on Reddit. It's on Reddit already, Sam. It's already I, I, you're, on Reddit. You're right. And let me. I, I should not have said that they. It's already on Reddit. The goal to get content creators should not yeah. be number one. You make the great game first, and then use the additional assets. Which are the content creators? So yeah, you're. Yeah, I would, I would argue an aspect to consider here, like part of this formula, is that the biggest advocates for your game are often the people who criticize it the most. Combined with the people who are watching these, the content creators are the people who do care the most, oftentimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're the most they, engaged. Yeah. Yeah, and so among those, their friends, they become advocates for the game, right? And so I would say that I, I think we. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say my criticism of everything just stated is, I'm, like I agree with pretty much everything. Besides, I think we need to respect the fact that content creators have a bit more influence than I think we realize on the general player base. Where I, you know, the if we're saying like 
you know, more than 50% of the player base are not watching streamers. Sure. Absolutely. Right. But understanding the influence of a person who's watching a streamer, their opinion is then influenced by the streamer. And then that person is talking to all their friends. That trickle down is very fucking aggressive in many ways. So I got into Among Us. So I got into Warzone. Oh. You know, it's small, small. It's it's really crazy how like you ever think about how we just overlook like the simplest things that can go a very long way. Yeah. You know, I sorry to go. That's not really off topic, but like for for Overwatch as well. Like that's how like a lot of my buddies and I became friends. Like just from hearsay about Overwatch. Like that's how I reconnected with my best friends. Now, like my roommate, I never would have met him. And it turns out his parents knew my parents when they grew up together. I never would have met him or lived in Cincinnati now, who day? Um, you know, <laughs> if I had not hit rank one in Overwatch and my buddy I went to preschool with donated $5 in my stream, said, hey man, I'm a Diamond Reinhardt. You want to play sometime? I haven't heard for you in a while. I was like, dude, let's go grab a Smashing Tomato. We drive, like, it's just, it's, it's the small world connections that like a good product can create that trickles and expands and that's it's just such a beautiful thing in the world i think it's what makes gaming it's gonna be what puts gaming on top in 50 years even now like we made more revenue last year than what sports and film combined or something crazy mostly mobile 70 percent of world's re gaming revenue comes from mobile overwatch mobile gotta happen i'm ready i'll be playing i'll be grinding Sai, you want a 1v1 in overwatch mobile <laughs> you, you know I, I, I think I it's hope to overwatch mobile Oh, sorry. Let, let, let me, I'll just quickly say this. Go I hope ahead. Overwatch Mobile is completely different. Like, a, I, I want like an XCOM style tactics game. That's oh. what I want on mobile. I don't want <laughs> to play, I do not want to play what I'm playing on PC. I want like a, to deploy a I mean, squad. Have you and... seen the Apex version of mobile? Um, it's pretty different. I mean, it's curated uh, by a different team and it has many nuanced different. Yeah, it has like third person things. camera, doesn't it? Uh, I can't who was, at some points. Who was, the, who was the mobile game studio Activision Blizzard just bought before they got bought by Microsoft? They bought one, didn't they? No, maybe it was Zynga that got bought by EA. Yeah, I think I'm, it, no, I'm, um, no, Take I, Two bought Zynga. Take Two bought, yeah, take yeah, yeah. Two, Twelve oh, yeah, billion. Yeah, and then which like, was wow, the biggest at the lot. time. Pull my beer, pull my beer on the table. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, it's <laughs> what I was gonna say is I think it's difficult really to judge. I mean, only the people at the development side will really know exactly what the influence of a content creator is. And even that, I believe, is quite a topic yeah, of discussion listen, in the industry listen, because it's listen, like... I went off topic. Even me, even even me on YouTube, there's, there's literally like 350 million people have been stupid enough to watch my YouTube videos. That's a lot of people, right? That's a lot of views. So people do watch this stuff and they are influenced by it. You know, we're all going to have stories where uh, we, we've affected people's lives. You know, I've, when I've been at Overwatch League finals, tons of people will come up to me. Oh, Stai, I was at a low point in my life and I watched this video and I loved it. It's always difficult for me because I'm trying to think what what the hell, what video are they talking about? I've made yeah. thousands of like, oh, and I'm trying to remember because they remember specific points in videos and it's really cool. So you do have a, you know, you have connections to people. Um, there was two uh, US Marines was the one I always remember and, and they were brothers and they'd fell out with each other and they actually connected over one of the videos that I made and it became the way they got back together and that's sort of how their relationship came back together. So you get all of these little stories, which is really cool. Um, and, and content creators do have an impact. I just... I don't know. It just feels, it's really weird to me to talk about it. Cause it like, you know, we obviously want all of the things like we want, a, you know, a creator code in the game. We want like, you know, all these systems that would help us because, Hey, it would be great to make a ton of money. Let's be real. But it's, it, it's also like, I don't know. I think we're the worst people to ask about it basically because 
it, it's, a, it's an unconscious bias, would you say? Or no, or? absolutely. Yeah, it's not even. Know, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really difficult because again, even in this discussion, like it's really hard for us to separate the experience we have versus what. I mean, we're tr- a lot of us will try to represent our community, right? But it's really hard yeah. because even this discussion. Yeah, we're like, oh, but there's so many vocal people that get their opinions from content creators. Yeah, but vocal where? Vocal on the places where, like, okay, Overwatch forums or something. Go and look at the Overwatch 90% forums. 90% of people don't even look at the Overwatch forums, right? Yeah, like, but every time I go on the forums, I get accused of doxing people, so I'm going to stay at well, the forums. But the Overwatch <laughs> forums, <laughs> well, I no think, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a player of Overwatch and you want to give feedback and you consume no content or anything on the game, you don't use social media or whatever... You go to the forums, and and the forums are, are very indicative of that of the 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 very average player who's not that much engaged who wants to suddenly become engaged with the game, so goes on and rants about something absolutely insane, like that's nothing to do with with you know anybody who's got any semblance of intellect when it comes to the game will be like, what are these people talking about? I mean, but style. I don't even know if I agree with that. I don't even know if I agree with that. I think I don't understand. What's the issue? I think I think the typical player never comments on anything. I think like that's the average, in my opinion. I think yeah, the average sure. player just literally never never watches anything, never really, or maybe watches like the odd video, yeah, yeah. and never really engages and never comments on anything. And so it's hard to really get that perception of like, well, what are we talking about when we talk about the average player? Yes, we want to keep the most engaged players engaged, right? Because they're the lifeblood of the community. Those are the people who will watch content creators. Those are the people who will stick around and give their opinions about balance and blah blah blah. Anyway, I'm I'm getting a little bit off topic. The, the kind of thing I wanted to get to it with is it has to come, there has to be a clear message. And, you know, we were talking about toxicity ostensibly. I'm looking recently at what Riot have been doing with Valorant. And they just recently, I mean, they, they started an initiative first where they allowed a mute list for every player. So you can have a customizable mute list of words that you want banned from your match chat, right? So, for example, they gave the example of like, let's say you thought stylosa was a bad word. Well, you can not only ban Stylosa, but you can ban, ban Sty one osa right? Like, rather than the L, you can... So, all the variations that you know people will use with the bad words, you can ban all the ones that you want. And then they said, using that, we're going to adapt our own mute list, right? So, we'll use your guys, whatever's coming up, we'll use that to mute the bad words. So, that was a great start already. And I actually shared this with the Blizzard developers. I'm like, hey, guys, can we do this? On top of that now, they've now trialed in Turkey a system where they're... Uh, responding to voice chat abuse where they have physical moderators who are listening to the voice chat uh, abuses and acting on it to get people banned. Now, of course, there's privacy issues with like, should a company be able to listen to our voice chat, blah, blah, blah. I mean, isn't isn't the privacy issue fundamentally expanded upon that? The fact that anybody could be streaming and recording anything? Well, like, yeah. I'd, I'd almost argue, like, okay, maybe this is a completely uneducated take, but I think the the notion that it's a bad thing for people for developers to be recording match chat. It's like you're talking via their video game. Of no fucking shit, they they have the right to record what's happening in their video yeah. game. I feel like and that would be okay because then you could actually separate the people who use information and shit that in an unproductive way. Because what we did is we kind of lumped a lot of stuff like in game is just toxicity when it could have been like you said, like, hey man, like Tracer's not working here. Can you swap? And then the guy's like, oh fuck you. And then it's just like a giant just mess and it's not productive it's just a waste of everyone's time and energy so like i'd live game moderation would be a great solution and when the hacking problem when the hacking problem does come because it will it will be a great way to catch them faster yeah and i mean just from a personal anecdote a pain point it's like you know the amount of people that are have are so fucking spineless on their like on their mains Mm. but then they'll they'll call me every version of tranny on their alt 
like Blizzard can't do anything about that of being like, yeah, their their main account should also get the punishment, yeah. but sure. they can just avoid that from their alt, and that's to say even if their alt gets punished, which most of the time they don't. So yeah, it's like. True. But, I've seen yeah, some of the I mean, usernames these kids make. Like, how is that no, allowed? Like, like, it's uh, crazy, some of the stuff people... But that's what I mean. I think, like, bringing it back to the idea of toxicity, because I think toxicity affects competitive integrity, too, because if you start ostracizing certain groups of people, then it's oh, not a 100%. fair... It's not a fair... Yeah. Uh, it's not a fair playing field, right? If some people are being harassed or or just targeted a lot, it's not a fair playing field anymore. And yeah. I, I look, like I mean, maybe game. it's all rosy outside looking in, but I look at what Valorant is doing and I think that's a team that are taking a firm stance on certain issues. Now, I'm not saying, like we're saying, Blizzard are doing a better job, which I know when I say that, people are like, shut up, you NDA scum. You're just saying it because you have access to secret information. But I do oh, yeah, think they are everything. trying we, a better, a better line. <laughs> yeah, we have all the things. Um, I do think they have, they're trying a better line of thing, but I still think there's a long way to go to even catch up, as Ty said earlier, to our competitors. I think that's the problem. Yeah, the problem is there's no team. Uh, so when I first uh, started covering Overwatch, there was community managers for every single language. Like, Europe had like 20 community managers. It was insane. We'd go to events and there'd be five, six, seven Polish content creators with two community managers with them. There'd be French content creators with two French community managers with them. It was insane. So the support was there. But at some point, Blizzard were like, we don't need these content, uh, these community management teams. We'll just get rid of them. And they did. And what's happened is that knocked them right back to square one. And uh, now they're trying to catch up again. Things like with Riot. Riot um, kind of like, uh, Riot seemed pretty good at like um, incubating new ideas when it comes to how to deal with toxicity in their game or even just new ways that they're quite innovative whereas you look at blizzard Blizzard don't seem to be doing anything like again maybe it's staffing issues obviously there's a lot going on at blizzard and um, so it would be nice to kind of see them take the lead again like they used to do years and years ago because there was a lot of innovation in blizzard i agree eva i mean what do you feel about this because you're obviously you know you already alluded to some of the ways you're targeted i mean it's it's kind of like the i mean just again, the, the the notion that somebody can be on the alt and there's zero ramifications of that. You know, the amount of, I, I can't count the amount of times I say, you know, what's up team? In that exact tone, and then people two people, poof, left voice channel, text, I don't want to listen to a tranny. You know, that kind of shit. Like that that stuff happens nonstop. And, you know, the reports do nothing. Like I, I see people who say, frankly, like, it's not a good comparison, but it's more like to acknowledge that not all aspects are up to par, where, you know, and trust me, it's still an issue, but, like, say, it feels like to the current moderation system, racism is more of an obvious thing to, that gets punished, but even then, so much of it gets fought to, to the cracks, even with racism, but as a comparison to, you know, there's so many different slurs for trans people that then... You know, that doesn't fucking matter and it doesn't happen. So, and my personal anecdotal is like, there are different minorities that are not getting enough, like, per, like at least even text based chat protection, which is the most basic form of moderation you can do because it's not even recording voice chat. It's not, you know, moderating in game player behavior, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's the most basic form. And it's like, and that's bringing back to what you were saying about uh, Valorant having the, opt-in word filter and learning and them being able to learn from what words players are filtering out right that will be 
massive if Overwatch got that for this exact reason. And I would argue that being capable of the the voice recordings, I don't necessarily think we need people to be like listening and always moderating every single like be capable of like, oh, there's a report, gotta go listen. You know, it is it's more like if you have somebody who has had ten reports in voice from voice uh penalties, like having that recording, yeah, that would be helpful. For you know, cause there's just people who will get away with way too much shit and then just swap account. You know, there there's a fundamental issue there. And I'd say that one of the biggest things is Overwatch team just seems scared to do hardware bans. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. why? Hardware bans? Well, this like, brings us to a good question scared. as well, because I know that people I know will listening and they'll be like, well, bring up alts, bring up Smurfs, because we're talking about competitive integrity. These shits are horrible. And I for those I reasons that you stated, that? but go. I mean, also, like, oh. Stai's I mean, like, I oh god, I've been on this train for so long. Alt accounts are an issue in the first place because your ranked system is fucking garbage. And like the fact that it, you create roll queue and you create three different numerical values and you didn't fucking reset. So that then, was bad. That, so that now, was bad. Anytime yeah. you on tank, even though objectively when I'm warmed up, my Zarya is 4.3. But people see EVA on Zarya and they're like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. They, yeah. They're just like instantly like, oh, this you didn't prove your rank again. Like that was yes. I remember I remember yeah. talking with like some of the Blizzard people at the time and they were like, well, well, Scott's Scott's on it. Like uh, Scott Mercy, who, who is very smart. I'm not trying to demean them at all. But they're like, well, just ruin the quality matches. I'm like, y'all like this was the best up that like, you and you remember like Yeetle was 4,500 on cast. And he's it's, like, I'm not 4.5. I exactly. just threw so many games like that and was that, our, like, this is what I mean. Create all the counts. Yeah. And like. Like, I want to see an aggressive commitment to a concept. Because, like, again, it's more like what Sai was saying earlier. It's like, well, we'll throw it out there, but then we'll kind of stay in the middle. It's like, no. Like, are we doing this or are we not? Right? Because we're, we're still just staying in the middle. And I feel like that's just been a recurring theme. It's like, let's, let's get aggressive. Like, at I mean, this I'd point, argue, at I'd this point. The less, com the less aggressive but still potential is stuff like... Let me opt in, like, let every single player opt in to resetting two of their roles SRs. Or soft, like 35 or something like that. You didn't have to beat in plat, because they don't want us down in plat, right? No, but, but okay, so, but reminder, things below diamond have performance-based SR. Mm -hmm. And then you climb back up quickly, which, frankly, every role should still have performance-based SR, but I, I digress. Um, but that, like, <laughs> if we still had role-based SR, uh, like... Performance-based SR, a full reset of two of your of your roles is is completely viable, and I would quickly get back up to where I think I should be on each of those roles. But instead, I have five accounts, and like I shouldn't have to. And we're just at a point where like that's these are for the positive reasons. Players who recognize that they want to be able to play without throwing because they're not at their at appropriate rating. Those are the positive reasons. The negative reasons as well is like. Like for streamer mode, we don't fucking have streamer mode. We, <laughs> we, 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 uh, wait, how many, how many of you three, how many of you were for the last creator meeting? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think it's just, okay, okay. Us, so I think Style wasn't there. But... No, I was okay. in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, yeah, I sort of semi filled you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 those are one, it's one of those areas that's lacking, but what, what, what would you guys say, because I can already see people in chat, and I knew this was going to come, people say, well, you know why they don't punish old accounts? Because, because it's the bucks. Money. Style, oh, right. why, why do you respond to that? Money talks. 
I mean, that's... Sam, you feel that's true? You feel like they're not yeah, incentivized? Yeah, already yeah. stupid. Console, you can make as many Console's as horrific. Yeah. yeah. For you free. Can just, you can make so alts for free. it's not a money issue. Yeah. No. And, like, they could uh, very easily tie... I'm pretty sure on console, besides physical discs, but, like, for the, for the download versions, they could tie the purchase to the individual account on the... On the, on the, the individual, like, email level account for that console, right? They could do that. But I'm not even as... sure why they allow it. To, I, I have no idea why they allow you to make endless profiles on console. Anyway. It's a, it's a, it's a Microsoft issue. It's not a Blizzard no. issue. Microsoft I mean, own them now. Same issue I, now. You tell me, man. I mean, I don't know. It's sad, but I no. But I'll, I'll let me throw this question. Well, to what you about guys. a family though? Like, what if you had kids? You uh, buy a bloody a Xbox brother. each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> No, true. Yeah. Okay. So that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. SPB. Mm. How often do you think it's used like that? Well, but it's often enough. I mean, uh, someone. No. Someone. Very often. Yeah, someone's gonna be upset. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people who come to my chat and say they play. Limited to two. Limited to two or three. And you know what? If if for example, there's a guy in my chat named Caleb, and he's a 45 year old software engineer, and his sons are eight and 12, and one of them is already masters. And he, he comes to my stream, he has them watch my stream all day. I say, please don't make, don't make them grow up to be better than me, not me. Okay. <laughs> it's just, I was like, are you sure you want that? He was like, yeah, they need to learn the real world first. And I was like, oh, God. And I was like, okay. I, I literally said, kids, be better. Um, but no, like he said that like when they were first learning, like they would just kind of like have to share an account, and like go through the learning process and stuff. And, you know, um, so I do see that as being a thing, but like, is look, I know account sharing is against the rules, but you really think Blizzard's going to complain that an eight-year-old kid and a twelve-year-old kid are learning the game together on Xbox? Like, yeah. no, they're not. I, I, I mean, it, I, I'd argue this this entire conversation goes out the window if the game goes free to play and you pay for competitive. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, maybe slightly, but yeah. Mm, yeah. Or the phone verification, yeah. phone verification for comp. Well, again, like I said, though, does that it will it will upset people, right? Because I know people will be like, "Well, I don't want to do that." So, are we saying, or are you saying, EVA or Sam or Sty, that there has to be a cost, and that's an acceptable cost, like quite literally? You but you know, you some lose. people will be left. You actually get by the, the competitive wayside. people that all quit. They all quit because it wasn't competitive. So you'll get them, right? But again, it's a, it's a, it's a big equation of where you need to get the good content drop. You need a good PR. You need to convince people to come back after they feel like they've been let down. You need to choose your identity. That's they like will. steps. Like, yeah, and they will. There is right. no doubt in my mind that whenever new content comes out, whenever we get Overwatch 2 or whatever the hell happens, there will be a massive fuck-off marketing blitz. You'll get animated shorts coming back. You'll get all kinds oh, of stuff. Cry, People will dude. be like, holy shit, and they'll come back. I actually yeah, they'll be, there's, there's no That's issue with that. The okay. issue is how long the players are retained after... Yeah, that's always been the launch. problem. And if we choose mm -hmm. an identity and be like, hey... You want a steak? Walk over here. If you want your McNuggets or Taco Bell, go over here. Simple, it, easy, peasy. I have to. Easy. I have to admit, this is the time where it's like we're hitting the point in the conversation where yeah, my brain is fried. I'm not gonna well, lie. No, no, no. Well, I was gonna say I have so much more to say, but we're hitting the point of the conversation where under NDA, I can't say what I'm thinking. Cool. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this question: How many of you have done the whole? Let's stream a new account and get it to GM or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, so okay. interestingly enough, when I had my first account, the EVA account, yeah. and then uh, people were like, oh, you can't, you're, you're only here because you got here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fine, I'll do it a second time, EVB. And then yeah. EVC was when I did a bronze to GM or bronze to top 500 driver. Yeah. And 
that was actually when the community manager at the time was like DMing me like, hey, please don't do this. And and I was like, I was also thrown off because it was from the official Play Overwatch account, which, okay, all right. Um, but it was that that step forward of being like, yeah, so don't do Bronze GM, but you can complete your current one because, I mean, you're already ongoing. Um, but, like, I, I did that at the time because, especially because player, pe people often don't remember this, but Mercy mentality was that you cannot climb without doing with somebody. As Mercy, mm. you are only going to be able to, you have no influence over whether or not you win a match, which is such a bullshit mentality for any, anyway. Um, so basically that's why I did EVC, to prove to others, no matter your rank, you, your skill can outweigh no matter your situation, right? And so, we, you know, we, I, all these different accounts because of very just different reasons, but then I have a DPS account because I can't play DPS on my main because my MMR thinks I'm 4.2k, even though when I'm warmed up, my DPS is like still 3.7, 3.8. But, you know, of course, again, though, that goes back to streamer mode. EVAs on DPS, we lose. All these different intertwine of like, I wouldn't need any of these extra accounts at this point if we had streamer mode and an MMR reset across roles. That's it. I think, like, I've got a similar example to that as well. Um, I was getting a lot of flack for, oh, my God, you've been carried, you've been this and that. And I'm like, hold on. I've carried myself. How is this possible? So yeah. I, that's how I got my my second, my first second account, I guess, uh, which was called Spitfire. And I'm like, no, I'll show you guys. I can do this. And I just, I think I was playing Soldier at the time, just one trick Soldier got to about 4.1-ish. And I was like, there you go. Made it a whole video series. And like, look, I, I can get to it. It was like a personal thing for me. Yeah, but the exactly. point I was going after is with like you guys doing the whole Bronze to GM thing, and a ton of people have done this. There's two reasons for this. The first one, is there isn't enough going on in the game to actually make content that's enjoyable. So you're forced to do it. The second part to this is as you're going through, okay, you do have the, the adaptive SR up to a certain point. So you are rapidly kind of climbing through the ranks. You are annihilating people's games, whether you, you, you agree to it or not. Your skill level is insanely higher. Even if you're playing an off role, you're in voice comms, you're going, guys, this is how we're going to take this fight. Nobody does that at those ranks. And so it's wrecking the game in in a lot of ways it's, this is probably why evie uh whoever the hell that was dming you over the uh overwatch accounts is, is probably like hey you shouldn't be doing this because you're wrecking the game kind of thing but on the, the other side of this what else is supposed to be done for content and it is still a legitimate thing you can do in the game now there's a lot of different ways of looking at smurfs as well when you start looking at smurfs who are like you've got multiple accounts and you're all playing at the same level and you're doing certain things on your Smurf accounts because you know it would be considered in bad taste on your main account. That's a completely different way of looking I mean, at it I, again. I will quickly note, um, one of the caveats as well is like I was so adamant ma making sure that there was no criticism. Yeah. Is I, I queued with five other people to place bronze. Oh. And so it's not mm. even like I threw matches to get there, but if we're being objective, I am making dozens of matches more miserable from being a player hot, much higher skilled yeah relative to that rank right so there's still nuances to why that's not ideal i make it make you guys laugh real quick sure <laughs> so first of all i think our phrase is important because a, there's a big difference between an unranked gm and a bronze gm and that's why they started banning the bronze gms because there you was know, no yeah I, i'm talking unranked yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i got yeah, yeah. yeah so i actually recorded one recently and i, I rendered it last night and speaking of us destroying matches i unironically on damage Played out of my mind. Placed 2,100. 
<laughs> no I lost way. my last three games. My Junkrat literally goes, is that Samito? And I go, dude, like, what's up, man? And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so high right now. And I'm like, <laughs> and you hear me. And then like, I had a tweet exchange. I tweeted this guy a rant video. I was like, dude, like, he was like, you didn't have to flame me. You could have told me. I was like, dude, like, I didn't flame you. Like, you just need to get off social media for the night, my friend. You have a good night. In fact, it, 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 yeah, just un unironically, 2150. And I was like, you can hear it in my voice. I'm just like, there's just no way. And then I had to try hard, like, the next couple games. And, like, people were, like, upset. I was typing them, like, I am so sorry. Like, because in mine, like, I try as hard as I can to place Diamond. So, like, I get real games. Like, I kid you not. Like, because it was only a five-game sample size now. If, like, three of those oh, games, which right. these just happen to be, where you just get, like, like the kids arguing, like, like you, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm sitting there on damage. I'm, like, there's there's actually nothing. I'm, like, I'm explaining time. I'm, like, sorry, guys. Like, there's just... You just gotta play to win the next one. So that's a funny little note about that. That that was like literally last week. So. I mean, funny enough, on EVB, <laughs> the one that I did unranked, uh, back to normal, um, I placed, I think I placed thirty seven sixty, which for season three, win streaks, went the win streak, yeah, yeah, bring them back, win streaks I and performance based SR. Yeah. Well, while we're sharing these war stories, I, I always share the my chat will notice, but I always share the classic story, which is my main SCB account had literally never played a single minute of DPS before roll queue, and I was GM back in those days, and for like 15 seasons after roll queue, I never played DPS. I never played, never played. A <laughs> I know where game, this is going. <laughs> never placed, and then for the no, first time, like season 28, I placed for the first time my DPS 3800. Yeah. The game was like, you're, and this is when the 3900 was the cap. So the game yeah. was like, you're 100 below where the max is. You've never played a single minute of uh, DPS before this. Go ahead, because of your off-roll SR. So while we're sharing the war stories on that, but bringing back to the whole Smurf all thing. I know I've taken a lot of you guys' time, so I do want to start wrapping up, because I know our brains are getting frazzled. Three hours of ranting about Overwatch. <laughs> but... Are we saying then the best solutions are the ones that will alienate some people but will make the competitive integrity, the key word, I mean, better? So stuff like SMS and paying. Will, will alienate people. You should, you should always be pursuing the best solution. If it doesn't fit for people who, well, they want to play comp, well, then why do you want to play comp? Well, it's, it's not quick play. Play the fucking quick play. I don't fucking care. If you're not trying to improve and play as a team, then that comp's not for you. At the end of the day, that's what it is. That is fundamentally what comp is supposed to be. It will inevitably alienate people, and that's okay. It's not like you're alienating people from the entire game. You're alienating people from a mode. Side, do you agree? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Like the, uh, it's a game with many faces, isn't it? Overwatch, and it doesn't really. It's almost like it's competitive faces. It's most, um, in a lot of ways, it's almost like that. That isn't the game how it's designed to be played although it is because we all know when you play in an organized environment it is incredibly good comp never has ever hit those heights of organization you know i remember years back in 2016 um there was an esl um like open over back when you could actually host overwatch competitions before overwatch league ruined everything but there was a an open division uh, style competition through esl and uh, a bunch of us got together we played in that and we got to the uh, semi-final. And now this was really good for a European tournament. This was this was incredible. That, that to me, is the peak of me playing Overwatch. I had the most excitement there. And then my, you know, when I look back at the other things where, okay, the first World Cup when they uh, stupidly allowed content creators to get voted into teams, which was 
hilarious. Um, but um, like that was that was fun to be part of as well. Um, obviously not fun to get destroyed, but it's fun to be part of a team. It's fun to see the way the game should be played, where you see people take roles and that you know you've got your in-game leaders, you've got all the shout. Uh, it's it's just great. Like people don't experience that that game of Overwatch. So Overwatch just suffers from this. It's multifaceted and it's got this issue of what is Overwatch to you? Well, to us, it's a competitive game. To most people, it's I'm just going to play Total Mayhem. You know, I, it, it blew my mind. I and I, Well, it, this was at a BlizzCon a, a while ago. And I was talking to one of the, the developers and they're like, I only play Total Mayhem. I thought they were joking. I was like, seriously? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, what? Because in my head, <laughs> Overwatch was competitive. But then I started thinking, well, actually, no, it's not, is it? It's, a, it's all these other game modes. Like people can, there's probably people out there that just play free for all nonstop. If they like Cassidy <laughs> or Roadhog. Mystery like, Heroes, and, that's why it's always there. Yeah, Mystery, but Mystery Heroes is fun. You go and play it for a couple of games. It is fun to play. Um, so I don't know. Overwatch always suffers with this issue of it's a fun game. It was designed to be fun, flashy, over the top. And it hits, it hits those bars. It's great for that. But then when it, you're trying to play in a team environment, it becomes very difficult for the game to push players to work together. And I don't know how they fix that, but I think 5v5 does help a little bit with that because you're reducing the number of players. Can I, can I say, I want to hear from Sam here, and I want you to be more on point about this because I think we talked about so many different aspects that are like kind of more grander issues. But let's be pointed here. One tricks. Actual one tricks, not the de you know under the definition of incapable of playing or unwilling to play other things. What's the situation? How do you deal with them? Comp bans, temp comp bans, till they change. Because here's the thing. For... Here's a thing. Like, because like time frame. Ones, here's or? here. How do you define? Uh, okay, so let's 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 change it up because somebody might be just adamant that hey, I believe this is the right pick for the situation, and somebody else might perceive that as, oh, you're being a one-trick. How do you start to determine... You have to have a, a very large sample size because okay. situations like that are fine and that so person then you, should not get so, banned. That's, it should only be, again, like the main reason and the only time that I would want that to happen is when it's like very blatant. Like I'm talking 20 plus hours a season. Only one hero the whole time. With you. That doesn't salute. That's not a solution because you, as an individual, mm -hmm. are like, yeah, I don't want in one trick on my game, right? However, if you're if you're real on an individual basis, you will always still have one tricks. It's just that some one tricks are going to be punished. Well, yeah. Exactly. What about the one tricks it's, it's, who are meta one tricks, right? What about Brig one tricking if she's the best pick? No, but no, but Sam, listen. But what if she's the best? I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's all ranked. The no, whole no, no. point of it was you're misunderstanding again, my point. Perception. It's it's okay. it's you're misunderstanding the point. The point is, if you have thousands of people who are one tricking, and it takes that long before a punishment happens, maybe 200 out of a thousand of them are banned, but you still have 800 one tricks that you might be dealing with. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, you will not, in as an individual player on the receiving end, will not under a system like that would not feel the difference. I'm curious. The main reason that I'd like to try it is to see how much it would change player perception because if player perception okay, changes, that number could go down even more. And again, like okay, I'm not I sure how that. much it works. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to get like, no, of course not. Right. And nor do I want Overwatch to be the kind of game and it's at least where we're cracking hard down and everyone like I do think there's ways to do that. I would prefer a group queue. 
because that was where I was trying to go with yeah, that. We were like, sense. this is what the atmosphere we want to create is. And it's all, all these little things are minor perception things to try to get people to that. Do I want to sit down and go one by one by everyone's profile and say, oh, you look like a one trick. You're bad. No, like, no, of course not. Right. What that's, happens that's, though, Sam, if, if mm -hmm. you get the one trick, let's say it's a Bastion one trick joins your game and then you get a nice little pop-up that says, Hello, Sumito. Congratulations. You have a one trick on your team. They have 99.9% .9 playtime on a certain hero that they have selected. We will give you 100% plus SR if you win this game. <laughs> well, then, do you like, okay, let's build the team around this player? Um, what do you do then? Okay. See, me, I feel like I'm a bad example. See, you're on to something. I feel like a lot of people would be into that. But me as someone who's like, I, see, I've kind of achieved my goals with SR, so like I don't care about SR anymore. It's a crackhead idea. SR. It's a crack it's some sort idea. of a reward system. You get a reward um, for, it, for dealing with them. It would be a really, that's a really, could... really interesting. Actually, okay, okay. Let's put it. Idea. Let's let's put it a more realistic spin. What if, based on the matchmaker's determination on how likely are you are to the window match, what if one tricks were just determining that you are less likely to win the match because of this person's limited hero pool? And mm -hmm. so then it's the same idea of you are punished less for the loss because it was like, oh, you had less likely to win anyway, or you are benefited from the win because the matchmaker could determine the likelihood of the win as a factor of how wide players' hero pools are. That's probably a much more likely instead of a... Possibly, fixing... but the, the problem with all of this it is very easily abusable. The moment you give a player uh, some sort of system they can abuse, so if I have a one-trick account and we're going to play with the one-trick account just to inflate our rewards in whatever they turn out to be, then it, it is quite easily abusable. I just thought it would be an interesting point to bring up because everybody is always negative about one-tricks. Universally, I've got a one-trick on my team, we're going to lose, unless it's a meta one-trick. Is one-tricks going to be more or less painful in Overwatch 2? Well, this is the, this is the whole theorycraft debate because people are on both sides of the fence of whether tanking will be better in Overwatch 2 with only one tank versus two tanks. And some people are like, well, the added pressure will be worse. And other people are like, no, Overwatch it should be better. I think Overwatch 2 is going to have a much shorter honeymoon period than Overwatch did. So there will be, the meta will just be who the hell knows what this meta is to begin I with. Mean, However, majority of the player get, base... We're going to get heroes or more at Overwatch yeah, But the majority of the player base is already kind of familiar with the way most of the heroes work, even though they're being reworked. You kind of still kind of understand. So you've got the fundamentals there for building team comps. You would, you would kind of imagine. Whereas when the game launched, there was none of that. So for quite an extended period of time, everything was almost viable, which you could say is like the ideal state of Overwatch. It probably is in the developer's eyes where every hero, every team comp, everything is viable. I mean, that's never going to happen, right? Overwatch 2 comes out, we're probably going to get a sort of microcosm of that again where it will just be totally in flux for a while but i don't think it will be as long as it was for overwatch one and then we will start settling back into these are the meta heroes um one tricking probably will still be as effective as it is simply because if you spend more time becoming proficient with one hero than spreading your time out well you're more laser focused right you know what to do overwatch is a complex game your overwatch brain for that specific hero is much more calibrated and trained so you are going to win more games with that hero irregardless of what hero it is i also think Overwatch yeah. 2 is trying to take emphasis away from like the the team death ballies yeah nature yeah, of what Overwatch yeah, 1 yeah, is yeah. a lot yeah. so if you're not required to be so in sync with your team in Overwatch 2 one person on their own thing should have should in theory have less of an impact too right well, and have more of an impact, you would think. Well, more or less, more of a detrimental impact. Why should it shouldn't 
throw your game because a lot of what happened. I think the reason the frustration comes in for one tricking is that there are certain scenarios where it's like there is it, it only, and I think the reason that high end streamers complain about this a lot more. Than, I mean, than your average metal rank player, even though metal rank people hate it too, is that it only really matters when the game is being played optimally because it only matters if they're playing the right comp and you're not. The margin both for teams... error too at high level plays is very different. Can exactly. I comment on Stai's point real quick? Because that was yeah. really interesting. I had to think Go about ahead. that for a minute. It's also, see, what you said I think is also, it, it might be a generalist solution for like a, like a lot of the metal ranks. And I think you're honestly too, because both attack player perception. So I actually would probably rather go with that as long as you made it non-abusable because it's positive affirmation instead of negative affirmation. And if we're trying to attack from the perception angle, on paper, positive affirmation would be better. Now, what I would say though, and this is why I might personally be a bad example. And again, no system's perfect. So like for me, it really wouldn't apply because what I care about is I want the core fundamentals of the true experience of Overwatch as someone who's been in that scrim environment. However, I think for a generalist popula population, that actually might be an efficient way and a very viable solution that should be discussed. Because if it's all perception, do you want, is the glass half empty or half full? Obviously we want half full because that's a better way to think. So I have to think about that more. That's a really interesting concept that I haven't really thought about. So, I, you know, have to think about it. But for me personally, no, because it doesn't address like the core issue of like what I would prefer is like the, an option to cue into the true Overwatch experience that I had the chance of tasting once and I'm trying to get back to the promised land. But, you know, I, very interesting point though. I hadn't I really thought of that. So that's pretty smart. I mean, I, I'm going to be blunt and say I still think it's an absolute crackhead idea, but I mean, I, well, I it's can better. See the it's like it's on the table. It if if, if, if bands are on the table, then that also should be on the idea. table. Like they should be, you know, but I get it. It was just it's too easily abusable. But the point yeah. was like, what happens if it be, suddenly becomes positive that you've got a one trick yes. on your team? Or, or it there's, it's like, it's like you up the degree of difficulty and you get yeah. like risk reward. We'll, we'll weigh that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept. I, I think it's cool to discuss. It's, it's like Overwatch New Game Plus because yeah. you've got a bat in one trick. So try and do something with this, right? And you might get a reward. Well, you'll get less of a punishment if you lose. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's too biggest... easily abusable, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> whoever would. The biggest example of the, uh, um, the perception angle is, you know, I have people who, you know, have known me for years, right? There are some people who view me and be like, oh, we got EVA. This is a free win. But then you also yeah. have people who think this is EVA. I'm 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 sitting in spawn, right? There's a huge gap of people's perception to see it as the positive or negative, and that you're right. Trying to find a way to spin it is definitely beneficial. But I think Ski was mentioning as well of how it's so player perception that even when you're objectively not a one trick anymore, which is why that why. Mm -hmm. It's so important to, especially in a conversation like this where people are listening, where Sam's nuance of uh, elaboration at the beginning of the difference between a one trick of someone incapable or unwilling to swap when the rest of the team, in, in order to coordinate and, and work with the team, if you're not willing to swap what the entire team would like to work with, then you know, you're, if because of your one trick, then you are, that is the issue. Rather than somebody who specializes, and works with the team and you know at this point like if you you know if we're talking about me three years ago yeah i was still one trick but at this point i'm relatively very flexible player overall seen the ana i've gotten those nanos i know <laughs> yeah i saw like the jack, my, that jib game yeah my my ana is at a point where like you know fully capable but people still see you know we got 
so-and-so not on their main hero, and that creates a negative instant connotation, right? And we also, I'm going to argue and say a huge amount of this is just because the Overwatch player base are just piss babies that are not mature human beings uh, yet. That's just the internet. <laughs> I mean, what, I would what, I would argue still no, but because, like, I just think that there's so many players that just ha lack the understanding that you, okay, let me put it this way. You can tell they don't pay bills. That's, that's the way I would put it. You can tell they don't pay their bills. Well, here's, here's one thing I want to throw into the whole one-trick mix. I, I, I should have been trying to solve this and, and brought us to conclusion, but I'm going to go chaos mode and make it even more complicated, which is that, okay, you can say, well, someone should be willing to compromise and swap for their team. But do we really have any reliable way to judge anyone's hero SR accurately in any given situation in Overwatch, no. considering how many variables they are? In terms no. of like the map, the teammate, the team comp that your teammates are picking, how you feel that fucking day, you know, like all these fact factors. Like again, it's like let's say you're a four point two k Reinhardt player, and your team is like, we don't want Reinhardt here, we want Hog, and your Hog might be. It doesn't have to be that your Hog is unplayable and it's it's bronze level. It could be that your Hog is three point eight k, right? <laughs> it's, it's almost there, but it's not there. You've already now potentially influenced the matchmaker by 400 SR because you're playing a different hero. Now, yep. the other thing is you actually don't play Hog on this map a lot. And now you're going yep. on Hog and you're actually not sure where the right positions are to play Hog. So it's like actually when we break down the whole one-trick argument and like... And I, I definitely I, I understand 100% where Sam is coming from, where Sam is talking a lot about the mentality going into the player, trying and trying to play with your team. But in terms of actual performance, the problem that I know a lot of one-trick players say is that well, I'm being targeted not necessarily because of my performance, but because of, again, perception. The perception that my hero is underperforming. You know, if, they, if it, there was a scoreboard and they could clearly see the one trick is absolutely killing it in the game, they would not care. But again, it's like, like, what great. is the relevant stat, right? And I think this is another important part That's, is like, yeah, what exactly. is a relevant Damage stat to know? Because, and again, because, well, is it though? What if I'm playing Reinhardt and my shielding is a complete garbage? No, no. So Reinhardt's always the get. Reinhardt is always the cheesy answer to this question because. But he's, anybody, he's, Orisa. Or, or what if my tra target any focus on Tracer is bad? Yeah, anything that relies on generating space cannot be quantified in the game. That's always going to be an issue. But, but even more other, cast. but even more other, like again, if it's like, what am I targeting as a hit scan? If I'm targeting their hog for damage medals, is that better than targeting the Farah in the sky destroying my team? You know, like, or if I'm Tracer and their Tracer is wrecking my backline and I actually shut her down and mark her, that's huge value compared to like just going and farming pulse bombs and sticking them on the Orisa, right? Like. The problem with Overwatch is it's so complicated that the yeah. right answer is not quantifiable. I don't. No, no, and no. This is where I sympathize with the devs. They would not, point not in a direction, right? Hmm? Not, not always. It's almost yeah. Very few times is it quantifiable. However, and this is why when I was trying to make my point earlier about how I would go about it, again, it's not ideal. It's not the best thing that I want. But that's why the sample size would have to be huge. Because if you're going with the same answer, like for example, would you say someone's trying on a test? It, oh, that's a bad example because that's this is actually not my mind. You should go but back to the like, food and the steak. Yeah, I'm already I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat my Taco Bell, and that God knows that I'm gonna regret that later. Um, sorry, Taco Bell, you're not McDonald's. Um, but um, uh, just like if the sample size is that large, there's eventually time if you're picking the same answer every single time. The sample size is that large. There are clearly times where you are just too stubborn to help the environment of your team. If it's large enough, right? Can you pick and pick and choose the individual situations? No, but that's why the sample. When I said that the sample size must be large, it can't be like ten hours, maybe maybe not even twenty, right? But 
it's very when you get even with the scoreboard, like it's very hard to actually tell, right? It's in a solo queue environment, but that that's again like if there's a team play like Clockwork Vendetta, right? If everyone's okay with it, then like go win, right? And there's no problem at all. So it's again, there's no perfect the solution. The, the, so the it would help. Right with it that. would help. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got an Ash and Ash has got sixty eliminations in the game, my Ash is playing quite well. That's that's mm -hmm. a given, right? Mm -hmm. Can I if just it was just pure damage, eliminations versus final blows is something Overwatch players seem to not fucking understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and that, that goes zero. into SVB, like effective eliminations as well. Are we targeting the right heroes? All of that it becomes very difficult, but it's just more, a little bit more yeah. information, you know, a little bit yeah. more to help you. Uh, because you could have the hog, and hog's running around and he's got tons of eliminations, he's doing loads of damage, and you're like, okay, he's a one trick hog. Obviously, he's doing something, he's not throwing the game. These are stats that are helping us a little bit, right? Whereas he's yeah. not just clowning about. I don't know. But again, it will no, always, it's always an impossible thing to show. 100%. It, it, and that I was, granular detail. No, I 100% agree with you. Like, I, I, it's incumbent on me sometimes to be a little bit facetious as, as the host no, of the no, podcast. But, and I, but I agree <laughs> with you. Like, it, it wouldn't. It's it's that it, because it, better stats cannot be a worse thing, in my opinion. Right? Like, even well, if they can, though, even, right? <laughs> well, they can. They can because, like, like I love. Do you remember when damage? Do you remember when your damage stats, uh, when you damage shields and barriers? Oh yeah, you actually yeah. got damage. Oh, so you I can remember just sit that. Yeah. There, railing the barriers all day, going. Oh, I've done ten. I mean, I would argue. I'm, I'm dead I would. I would argue adding barriers back to damage done would enc encourage the monkey brain of the average DPS player to actually fucking shoot that's shields. It. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Mm. Because all it is is a number base. Why? Why not? Why the fuck not? How, how can you? <laughs> but again, it's I like some how, situations I, shooting the shield is the right play, and some yeah, situations so not shooting not, the shield you know, is I, not no, the right no, play. No, no, no. I just love how because this is just like the classic game development like thought process where it's like how can we? And this is what I think is so interesting about game design, and this is why I think Overwatch can prove a lot. How can you, as a creator, and in this case, a game dev? cater your game to like put all the signs in front of the player to lead them in the right direction yes. to learn and yeah. be healthy. This is something we struggle with on Mindplex a lot, right? Because it was Minecraft and they were super limited, like we were super limited with what we could actually do as a network. But like Blizzard, like there's, it's almost like, it's just the chessboard is so big. It's just interesting to talk about and just look at. I just made that comment. I thought, I just thought that was cool. No, Watch is a wonderful game for this very point. reason. Yeah. And I, I just want to bring up, because I know my man Frito's out here, I want to bring up his favorite stat. Oh, God. The healing received, right? Or like stuff, like a stat like that. Uh, I think for tanks, so that would be a huge stat. Because that is because so telling. support ults as tanks, uh, like living and surviving to get your support ults is the most, especially with bat being good, like building windows fast, like easy. The fastest building win con in the game right now. He was coalescence, but now, you know, he's just better. So that would actually be really useful. Of, like, I've talked with Jeff Good, especially in the early days of Overwatch. I was DMing Jeff Goodman, all of these kinds of more suggestions, all these kind of nuanced, smaller things that would be like, hey, this would be meaningful, people would appreciate this, blah, blah, blah. One of the most pointed things that always got me is telling him, hey, I would love to know how much damage I've boosted. That would be a lovely stat to know. And he's like, that feels useless. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that doesn't seem like that important of a stat. I'm like, the fuck are you on about? That's half my kit. <laughs> And I can guarantee you the game is tracking that as well. They track everything. They're, so they'll oh, be they tracking track this. everything. Uh, well, this is why you have scrim codes, right? In the scrim codes, you see all these numbers, right? And for everyone uh, all the time, like ults, ults used, number of ults used, like damage, you know, kills yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, also, to the average player, respect the developer as a human being, but I can call their opinions fucking dog shit all day. And I, I'm going to be honest, Jeff, 
cool dude, good developer. So many dog shit opinions, I'm gonna be honest. And like, it's of kind course. of one of those things where it's like, it's, it's so many things that could be done better to improve. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Mercy has the most unique hero-specific settings because she's actually an incredibly fucking nuanced character. The fact that we got this cool change recently with the being able to prioritize beam versus looking at target, cool. But we've been asking for six years, give us separate keybind for flying to target and a separate keybind for flying to beam. That, that way it's more intuitive of like, I know what I'm fucking doing. I know what I'm fucking pressing. But instead, ironically enough, this setting is cool. I can't even use it because it actually negatively impacts my playstyle. And so like that kind of stuff of like, these nuance, it, like respecting hero nuance is something that I just feel like kind of just goes under the radar where it's always like, well, damage number or what does this do? What does that do? What is the actual player nuance of what does people who play this hero care about? And I think that actually draw. I mean, I would say a full more fundamental thing even than that is like we've lost the we've lost the plot when it comes to hero design. Hero design originally was is it a fun hero and then make it balanced. Instead, it's balance and then let's try and make it fun. And you can tell the heroes that are not as fun as they should be because of just the overly caring about balance. You like the priority should always be make the hero fucking addictively fun. And then try and make it balance inside the ecosystem, frankly. And that's, that's the kind of thing that, like... Can makes... I ask you a question? Sure. Define fun. Because earlier when we defined fun... I mean, I would argue... We would say pop-off nobody... moments, correct? Or, or would you say... Here's the thing. Most people would argue Mercy's not fucking fun. And I can see many reasons I, why. I actually right? enjoy playing Mercy. If I, after you learn the spacing of the game... Like, I've been playing... Like, you said, like, I almost flew into a minefield last week. But, you know, other than that... <laughs> like, you know... I, so, in, in your case, like, could you... And sorry to kind of cut you off. No, you're, you're good. Define no, let me say, I think I, 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 Mercy's fine. I love Mercy's mobility. But what makes Mercy unfun to me is she doesn't have any kind of uh, emergency intervention ability, let's say. She's not like Anna, where I can yeet a nade in and suddenly I've got massive increased healing and I'm pumping heals like crazy. Well, I've just slept someone. Boom. Yeah. 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 It's pop-off moments on supports. You don't have that on Mercy. And the mm. ultimate feels have you ever put think... out your Glock? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 there are, but like it's from that, feeling like, like you are you know? having impact. It's not about the pop-off moment as much, I would argue, with Mercy. Like knowing and appreciating the nuanced impact you're having. Like, say I can swap my beam five times in two seconds, and I know I did a specific thing in each time. Yeah. Like if I saw uh, one of my teammates, they're 120 HP ish, and I'm like all right, I need to give them 10 more HP so that they don't die to one Junkrat shot. And then I immediately swap over to the other person of like, hey, they're kind of dealing with a 1v1 situation. I just damage boost them for two of their bullets, and I know they're going to win that 1v1 now. And I can go to the next person. Knowing that moment-to-moment -moment impact and those kinds of decision-making is what I feel like has, has so much impact on what makes Mercy enjoyable. Well, I think, is, Evie, you're mm -hmm. obviously highly intelligent, and I'm a, an absolute idiot. So to me... These little moments of like building little, like you're, you're gaining advantage, you're doing these little, these, it's like, it's so complex. It just isn't flashy. It's <laughs> and fun. I think sometimes but that that's speaks to what Sam's question was, what is fun? Yeah. If it's different I mean, for every person. Oh, because, because I, what she's I would argue, isn't, isn't this the entire point of Overwatch though? There's yes. different types of fun per character. But do you know what the one thing that tramples on the both of the funs that you're talking about? AOE shutdown healing and abilities that are designed to debuff rather than enable. I mean, I, I argued from here to Kingdom Come about 
the first two characters you add. One denies healing, one denies abilities. Those are the first two characters you decide to add to your game. Says a lot about your plan for the future of your heroes. Is I, I will say, I don't really like... know that they're, re they're reducing stuns. We, we already know that's happening for Overwatch 2, so they yes. know. But again, this, I think a lot of this just but comes back to... not being addressed. Why, why is a fucking Zarya bubble the only counter to Antinate in this fucking video game? Maybe well, it isn't in Overwatch 2. This is like my ultimate get-out for all of these questions. <laughs> <It might laughs> Overwatch 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th I do what, think it would be three, great to have more cleanses of... in Overwatch well, 2. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. true. But the, but the I mean, Jeff is, said... There's uh... so much development on the mm -hmm. game that we have just not seen. And we won't. See I guess we'll have to God wait and find out. I guess that's, that's kind of our yeah, answer. Yeah, so I guess for now, for everything, is like we'll have to wait and find out. I know, but like, you know, always stupid for giving them the benefit of the doubt. No, of course know. not. No, I have super high hopes for Overwatch Two in many ways. I, th I think I know it's going to be definitely great. right to raise an eyebrow. And ask no, I'm saying question. there's fundamental things that I wish that the mindset would change. Whereas I think that we get too caught up in the balance. It's more like make something fucking crazy and fun. And then so what would you say is your like, summary then? You know, if Sam said pop-off moments. For you, what is the thing that should be prioritized as fun, EVA? Yeah. yeah like, I don't know how to phrase it, considering like, I think no, every hero pacing, has... You, you dictated the fight pacing. That, that's what you were talking about a second ago, right? Yeah, like... effectively. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like getting value in creative ways. And like, you know, you could argue Doomfist, even just the fact that like uppercutting the Reinhardt to try and like make your Reinhardt have a shatter play. That's incredibly satisfying gameplay to be able to coordinate that and go for that kind of thing. That's not a, it's not a but super the other, play. But the Reinhardt on the other side will say, well, I, what am I supposed to do? I just get uppercut and fucked. Get bubbled. I don't know. Good luck. And as but well, this with, I mean, his, like, and with people Steadfast, will say, though, with Steadfast now, though, like, it's incredibly difficult to time. And either way, I don't think that that specific example um, applies. I mean, there, there's a couple of different things you could do, but I think the main thing is she, she's talking about the chess of the game. Yes. And this is my favorite part of the mm -hmm. game, too, where no matter what hero you're on, this is why I'm able to, to be top 10 combined every season, not because I'm a mechanically good player anymore. I'm washed. But, like, I like the way the tempo, and Jake was talking about this, too, yesterday or, like, earlier this week, the tempo of Overwatch, if you, you can learn how to control the game flow, you can do it on Ryan, you can do it on Ana, Mercy, anything and learning that game flow and being able to control it in tandem with pop-off moments are what make overwatch the most unique shooter to ever come out and For that's sure. why i fell in love with the game so i mean they, if i, if I, were, if I were to say pop-off moment actually i do have a good example i go for stupid reses on mercy all the time if that if that res i'm like there's a two percent chance i live but if we mm. have this person in that fight fuck it i'm going for it right you know those kinds of like suicidal-esque reses are very satisfying. I will say that. You know, that's kind of a pop... You know, actually, in really early times, my my friends would uh, always say, how are you live? How are you live? I would, always, I would always be like, 20 HP. Like, you've played against my Mercy. You know how annoying it is to kill the fucking moth that is me uh, many I, times. I think if I could start because I got Boger in chat here pointing out a good relevant example. He's talking about the flashbang shatter interaction. So yeah. I think this is where it's different. Because I would say the Doomfist uppercut is not as not as fun, quote unquote, as the flashbang shatter. Because I, as I Boger pointed out, fun, but it's satisfying. Because what Boger pointed out is like you can respond 
as the Reinhardt to the potential of the flashbang. I think what's frustrating for players is when they get the feeling like, I can't do anything. I know Sam talks about this a lot, where it's like, I'm going in to do something, and then he drops E, and it's like, well, now you can't do anything anymore it's right, with the immortality. Yes, it's, right? you know, so I think right. when you have a, the potential to respond to what's happening in front of you, it feels a bit more engaging. Whereas when you're yeah. like, autonomy has been taken away from me as the player, and now this is just happening to me, upon me. Which is why stuns are being reduced in Overwatch yeah, 2. Exactly. It's a good start position for that obviously lamp needs to be sorted out because i mean uh, but I like mean, <sighs> what's the argument here about balance based upon purely perception versus the actual balance real quick we, we've already touched on that a little bit but i kind of have to go to the airport and pick up my friend <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I you guys can discuss this i do have to get first of all thanks that was this might be the best episode we've had like that was some of the most productive like thoughtful like, my head feels like a pretzel right now. <laughs> I feel like I've just been, like, in my head. I can't even explain it. Like, you know, put us on a Raisin Bran ad for wrinkly brains. But, like, that was awesome. So, thank thank you guys for having me. That was yeah, a wonderful yeah, yeah. conversation. Quick, as, we always, as we always do, Sam, I want you to know, your concluding thoughts. So, give me one quick most thing that ruins competitive integrity in your solution. Um, the philosophy of Blizzard to never commit to a certain ideology and actually implement features in, in the formatting to encourage the true experience and deliver the average consumer what really is peak Overwatch because I think that every single person and their mother will fall in love with it and it will be the golden era of the game. Exactly what Sam said. I think it's a, it's, it's a damn shame that such a small amount of the player base has actually experienced playing together in a team that's functioning together. It's yeah, such a shame. Well. It's out of yeah. this world. We, it'd be like it'll be like it'd be like you could play little league baseball or or whatever foot, uh, European football. Um, I, I European know that's a big thing. Football. I'm not calling it soccer. All right, I'm European. The, European, European I'm, football. I didn't say it. That's a new it. one. I did not that's say. I knew better. New one. I knew better. I knew better. Come on, give me some slack. I appreciate. I appreciate you, Sam. I appreciate you. I made the effort. All right, guys. I appreciate it. But like it'd be like because you got like the best time of my life was when I played little league baseball when I was 12 and we had three a day practices. Like that was. We almost went to the World Series, right? It was amazing, you know? And I like we're that's what's so beautiful about gaming. Sam, how can you have a World Series when only one country plays the sport? <laughs> no, 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 no. They have no and literally we'll, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. What Japan Trolling, is raw. Japan is raw. Trolling. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I don't Japan, hear it. but come that's on. Show Otani and see what he tells you. Um, but um All right, man, go get like, go to the fucking airport. Don't yeah, don't I gotta uh, go. let you go. You guys can experience it your whole lives. Goodbye. Eat eat McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate it. This is going to ruin all the overlays, but I appreciate yeah. I've taken a lot of your guys' time as well. I don't want to abuse that because uh, you guys are giving me... And now your style is Samito now, and I'm half SCB, no. half Stylosa on the screen. No, what is this nightmare? But um, yeah, so I, I'll take it towards our concluding thoughts as well. As much as I've loved talking to you guys, again, I don't want to abuse your time. So as I asked Sam, I'm going to ask you guys as well. So Stylosa now, now dubbed Samito. What's your response? The thing that you think most inhinge, like infringes upon our competitive integrity and what would you do to change it? Um, I mean, <laughs> I just, like, like I said, I wish people had the chance to experience the game in a team. It would be nice if there was, you know, we haven't really spoke about a tournament system in this game and uh, in this podcast. Yeah. I, I spoke to, man, this was 2017 Gamescom spoke to uh scott mercer in length about this about a tournament system wanted to do it but the the amount of work required to put it into the game is astronomical and it means they can't do other stuff they can't produce other events they can't make other game modes and all the other stuff they were working on at the time um so it's not 
it's it's an investment that's going to have like a small impact on the community. What I'm hoping is at some point in the future, we do see some form of tournament system, which then can you imagine if you get a you just break it down by divisions if we're using the same yeah. ranking system. So you've got your platinum division and let's say, I don't know, a thousand platinum tournaments spawn and you get randomly put into them. There's 10 teams in the tournament. You go for it. But if you win, well, hey, you get a special platinum spray. That is cool. Now, it's very similar to getting a top 500 spray, but it's something you've earned. It's something you've had to work towards, crucially, in a team to get. Those are That's things it. I'd like to see. I think that would be cool if you, if there was some sort of system like that in the game. Um, StarCraft 2 yeah. has as well, so Blizzard knows no, you this. Don't even start me on this. Don't even start me on this. StarCraft 2... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's got the. I mean, I, I originally started YouTube as a StarCraft Two channel. I thought I could be a caster. I could not be a caster. I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but like StarCraft Two, you know, even even when you go from like Brood War to StarCraft to StarCraft Two, the game was so stripped down. It didn't even have like custom games or anything. It had most of the social features weren't even in the game, and nobody could understand. Well, like, why aren't they in the game? Blizzard, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, that's got a tournament system in it. So you would, you know, maybe on a, a, a basic level go, well, they've kind of got this tech. Can't they just stick it in Overwatch? Now I know that's very difficult to do. They're completely No, but what I mean is the idea is that. not unfamiliar to them, right? No, like no. Yeah. They've, they've, the precedent is there in the company to do it, but it just, I think it always comes back to the available resources they've got at the time to plow mm. into whatever makes the most sense. And obviously, you know, there's probably been errors in judgment um, we actually uh one of the overwatch producers on twitter said that bobby coates it was terrible for coming in and just saying work on this project by the way it's scrapped i mean what what were these projects how much I mean, time was wasted we you know is that why jeff walked out because he just was like what the hell is going on here <laughs> you just don't know so there's all these issues all these problems but you know ideally yeah tournament system would cultivate playing together as a team and it would make great content <laughs> for me especially and for everybody you know everyone would enjoy that and it would be cool. Like, look at what's happening right now with the experimental creator card. They've got a, a tournament, haven't they? And I think they've announced it's the second tournament uh, for the creator experimentals. And they've announced it's going to be on the, the Player Watch Twitch channel and Overwatch League on YouTube. This is great. This is cool. This gives them a way of like interacting with the, the, the community. It lets players get involved. It lets them form teams. It's a shame Sam's gone because I think I've seen his tweet yesterday where he's like, hey, is any mutuals out there want to form a team? Well, this is all good. This is even goes back to his point of saying, these content creators somewhat lead by example. Well, you're watching him. You might think, okay, he's forming a team. Well, why can't I form a team and take part? They have tried this in the past as well. There was a thing, uh, uh, Flash Ops, it was called. Flash Ops um, tournaments, When that yeah. originally, yeah, was a thing, it was supposed to be like these little mini tournaments they were trying to set up. And I think it may have been, um, I think they tried to do them out, out, out of gaming stores or something. It was a bit weird, a bit weird of a concept. It's kind of changed over the years, but They've always kind of known, I think, deep down that they need to. Like, well, here's the thing, right? Maybe running these tournaments, it's not something you change in the game at a development level. It's something you do with external staff support, with the community managers, with the whoever else is involved. And, and we're, yeah, and we're kind of seeing that at the moment, right? It's the second of these tournaments, and it kind of is like a little community tournament, but it would be no substitute for actual in game tournaments. I think there would be, that would be. It would give you a reason to play Overwatch because, frankly, right now I don't have a reason to play Overwatch unless I want to try and get my all-time account high. But why would I try when most people, like you said earlier on, Evie, are not really playing to win? They're just messing about in comp because it's it's the death of the game. Well, it's not the death of the game. That's 
that's over the top, but it's it's the end of the game's lifespan. And we I do agree, know there's this dangling carrot of Overwatch 2. I agree. And I do think it would be really helpful, the tier system, because I think the current system, like with the current community tournament, creator tournament, is great, but I think it... I noticed a lot of people are not going to sign up because no. you can have three owl pros in your team. So it's like, what's the yeah, point? Yeah. You can get shit on. But wait, yeah, sorry, which one? This which creator, this the experimental creator. patch oh, tournament. Yeah. Wait, three? I thought yeah. I had. I thought well, it was two. two maximum owl and one contender. So, well, for oh, the average player, yeah. basically, what does it matter whether it's contenders or owl? Like, they're just like, yeah, well, I'm, I don't want to get shit on. Because so. it's communication based too. It's like you got to know people, right? And when it can be anybody's team. It's basically like the people who know pro players and can get a team of that quality. It's like, of course they're going to win. Well, I mean, to give my example, like I formed a team specifically with people who weren't largely weren't GM. In the end, we ended up getting like Crimzo and Forgiving and stuff. People who are really, really good. <laughs> the majority of the team was not GM at the moment, right? And we played, we had a lot of fun practicing. But the end, we won our first round. But at the end, we lost to Solaris, who won the NA bracket. And they had... Uh, of an owl pro a former owl pro two contenders pro right so they just like dodged the way around the rules of three just by like a former owl pro rather than a currently signed owl pro so it was it was fun but it was frustrating as well to be like well what was the point of that so yeah. i think the way we can have them i won't name them but a couple of my uh <laughs> uk world cup lads uh, a long time ago um back when you could actually uh, like host events and you didn't need an overwatch license from uh Overwatch League and all of that stuff. Uh, they used to regularly go around the gaming events in the UK and uh, win themselves quite a few laptops, let's say, in Overwatch competitions <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. It was like, it would be funny to be like, okay, let's go and win ourselves a laptop. Let's just go and do it. And obviously, you know, you've got a bunch of pro players, like you can probably work out who these players are. There's not that many who came from the UK. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a version of that, I guess. But I think when, yeah, when I think you... that's why you need the limit. Yeah, you need to be broken down into skill tiers. But like, there's loads of issues with this anyway. And this is something you could just... This could be its, in, its own video, its own massive debate. Because yeah, how do yeah. you Because people will be like, oh, we're about smurfing on an alt account. And, yeah, how do you keep teams together? Yeah, like, how do you... tournament, let's go. Yeah, if, if, you've got, if you play the first two games in a tournament and then like one of your players doesn't turn up, what do you do then? You know, there's all, all these considerations, mm. so... But yeah, I, I, the point remains that I think it'd be great. And, and I look forward to it as a hopeful thing in Overwatch 2, which now brings me to EVA. The same question to you. What do you think is the most, you know, upsetting thing for competitive integrity and what would you do to change it? I mean, I would say that there's like four things and it's like relatively in order of importance. It's like most important to least important. Um, in March reset. And or um, opting into nuking two of your roles uh, MMR would be a stopgap solution. But obviously, none of this is perfect. Um, then uh, a phone verification for comp. Um, and then I would I would argue that uh, the game going free to play would uh, improve the the health of the overall pool of players. It's kind of like they, they all play together, so right. So if there's an MMR reset, free to play, and phone verification, I think that that would create a system where you know. That would reduce alt accounts. That would encourage more people in the game, as well as I think that um, people can focus more. Because, like, oh man, we didn't even get to talk about one of the things that made me really upset of the uh, the two month seasons. I still think that's one of the oh, most dog yeah, shit changes in this entire game. No, that's no, you're fine. I that's on me. I should have remembered. But like, 
when because think about this we had we went from three months for one numerical value right now we have two months for four srs we have four different srs to pay attention to in two months no one's got time for that ain't nobody got full-time <laughs> streamers don't got time for that i don't got fucking time for that right I don't, I don't want to pay attention to my open queue, my DPS SR, my uh, support SR, my tank SR. Like, in two months, I might have the time to manage, like, two of them at best. But it's just, like, you're encouraging people to play on different roles, but you don't, you're not actually making the fundamental changes that need to be made for that to be actual not miserable to do, right? For most players, managing one SR is a job enough, literally. So it's, like... The two-month seasons is just a whole other thing that I just think, not necessarily competitive integrity, but it just feels fucking miserable, right? So just, like... That, that's my That's skill. your four-point plan. Your four-point plan. Yeah. No, and I, 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 agree with, I agree with all those. I think uh, that's why as well, like the combined... There's a, there's a combined top 500 as well, right? With, with your three roles. It's oh, like, yeah, so, it's like, like, on that, super quickly... I think each role should have a different color top 500 icon. So like, right. I don't know, tank might be a green shiny icon, or support might be a yellow shiny icon, DPS might be the red shiny icon, and the blue alluring one is the combined SR shiny icon. Like, right now, you see a top 500 icon, it's like, I don't know which role... I don't know if you if got that's... that from competitive Lucio Ball. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you, you have no you clue. Do. You can and it's do. like, it, it, I would argue that that is a late like i would argue roll queue was more of almost a quick play a little bit comp solution and all these side systems were not given the love and care that they needed to make them feel coherent in a world with in a world with roll queue no i, I think those it's... are all good no i think those are all good ideas I feel like all my stories are just me, my examples of being bad and abusing the ladder system, but I got top 500 combined while being masters in all three roles because there's just I mean, not that many people be, playing. Do you, yeah. do, have you paid attention? You can be, uh, be uh, 3,000 combined and get, um, and get the top 500 icon because there's not even enough players who play 25 matches on three roles that are above diamond. That's it. There's not enough players. I think last season, NA on PC was 200 people played 25 matches on three different roles above Diamond. Think about how fucking little that is. 200 people in a fucking, like, it, like in an entire region. Well, if, if we're saying there's 2 million monthly active users, the stat you quoted earlier, 200 of them are playing 25 games on each role in comp, at least in one, at least Which in is one region. Which not a lot for two months, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, all all I think these are again these are the nitty gritties. We could really we could sit and go two hours on just these nitty gritty little like side bits, right? Let alone the whole overall spiel that we've made. But yeah, again, I do recognize we, we're now about to hit the four hour mark soon. We're three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a, is this a new record? <laughs> this is. I think this might be the longest group up ever. But it all, like Sam said, I think it's been a very insightful one. And I for one, I'm very very grateful to all three of you. Sam's gone, but you two is still in this call. EVA has been an amazing first. Uh, episode from you if I can say that you know you provide a lot of great insight and a lot of real nuances and Stai always has always been a pleasure to talk to you man I, I, I like 
I feel so much more at home when other YouTubers are on this channel because I'm like, this guy lives the same life I do outside of GM. <laughs> like just just watching VOD reviews of uh, or doing VOD reviews of like players in silver. Um, if from oh. my piece, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Sam. No, go go on, go go ahead. I was gonna say for my concluding thing, I think I probably agree with like that everything you guys have all said is true. I do think it has to come down to a change of philosophy to some extent because there's a there's a million changes I could say like about SR resets or you know group queues and minimum requirements for playing comp or blah blah blah. But I think that it can all only come if the Blizzard team make a conscious decision to say we really want to take comp super seriously, super try hard. Every aspect needs to be looked at. Every aspect. Exactly. Because I think this is a great chance in Overwatch. We keep deferring to Overwatch 2 and hopefully it doesn't let us down. I mean, it's maybe a new if we game, though, right? It's a, it is a new game. It is they have they've reset the the rule book. It's like Overwatch is different now, and we've built a different game. So, what's going to happen from here? Exactly. You know, it is not the game we're playing, and that is, I think, is just the issue most of us have when we're we're talking about um, the you know, and legitimately talking about the problems Overwatch has. They're not going to be fixing Overwatch, and we're we're like you know maybe maybe we're putting too much as I say emphasis on things actually changing, and maybe this means we're building up Overwatch two to be this mega thing, and when it comes, it might not be that much, and we're like oh what's happening, which I think is actually compounded by the length of time it's took to develop the game. Yeah, you know? the expectations are snowballing, so but at the same it's, time, it's a difficult one to manage. I would, I would argue for the people who are stuck around, the expectations are snowballing. For the people who have not stuck around, the the bar is so low, anything will be good. <laughs> yeah, we're so starved. Like you know, there's Apex people who complain about no new content in like a month, and we're so starved <laughs> that we're like. <laughs> True. Oh my god, like they, they renamed a hero? Shit, let's come back and see what's all that about. Like, you know, so Aww. we're kind of, our bar is very low. But yeah, just to, to round up, I think it would be great to kind of have, I think we can do Overwatch 2 basically because we now have a very clear PvE section, which should hopefully, you know, that's like, that's the way you can send the love and care to the people who just want to log in and do some fun stuff. And then you can say, okay guys, we gave you that and here for the hardcore sweaty tryharders, here you go, we're really going to lean into this and maybe even have two separate teams kind of, Handling I mean, that not aspect. To be, not to be semantic, but I think the average current existing player underappreciates how fucking fun PvE is going to be. Like, we view it as, like, a new audience, which it will be, but it will be for us as well. It's going to be fun. I'd I argue love, more fun when we're it. not... I'd, I'd argue in its own way, it's going to be more fun to, to not have to think about, oh no, my rank, oh no, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I think we just have a lot to look forward to. And, until they integrate like challenge modes into PVE, it's for the speed of completing the the missions and stuff. Then it then you'll have rank, and then it will become like the <laughs> uh, uh, mythic no. dungeon invitational no. for Warcraft, where they race each other through the dungeons. It'll be. I mean, okay, introducing okay, Overwatch League to PVE, <laughs> Team yeah. One and Two, they're racing through the mission. <laughs> Who will come first? It still would be yeah. fun, I think, and still would allow playing hey. opportunity for people to just play it chill as well as they do in World of Warcraft. Um, anyways, yeah, sure. guys, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, I saw people asking in chat, this will be on Spotify and all the streaming services. If you see this in YouTube, which you probably will, all these guys' links are in the description. So please go check them out. Please go show them some love. Even right now on Twitch, exclamation mark guests and then exclamation mark before their names will bring up all their socials. So please check them out. Don't be confused by Stylosa as Samito. That's Stylosa down there. Um, <laughs> but... 
Yes, I really appreciate you guys' time. Thank you so much for a wonderful, awesome chat. Uh, I'm going to send you guys to ML7 here, so go say hello to him. But uh, yeah, it's been a wonderful chat, guys. Let's hope that some awesome things to come to watch too. And hopefully we've given some ideas here that are constructive and can be helpful for the future of the game. And that's all we can ask for, right? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks all for right, having guys. Me. Well, that's it from us. Peace out. Have a good rest of your day.